0: Welcome to the Making Laps Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Making Laps Podcast. I am your host, Frank Gleason. Alongside me, as usual, is co-host and brother, Jesse Gleason.
0: Hello, everyone.
1: And with us, as usual, on the line is our Florida connection, Florida Senator, Phil miss Jakes. You, you. Oh, I haven't heard this, by the way, yet. Where are you?
0: And I'm so sorry. I cannot sleep. I cannot dream tonight. I need somebody.
2: Is this the spoken word always. version? What is this? This,
1: this is bad. It's. <clears throat> I thought that was part of the song. That was probably Every Phil.
2: I'm, I'm waiting for a gunshot a where he blows his brains out. Dark.
1: <laughs> this
0: isn't
2: what you
1: wish styles. for. No, it's... Maybe you should go find him and do it for him.
0: Song Journal Product on YouTube says, Hi there. I'm crap at singing, but I would like to become better. I would like... Well, them... try harder, pal. I would also like... Damn YT millions. So I'm hoping my complete butchery of otherwise good songs will hit some weird niche of haters and become viral. I hope to upload daily, but well, if I get distracted, I won't.
1: At least Let's he's be- honest. Yeah, yeah right? at le- I gotta give it to him. At least he's honest. Yeah.
0: I want any kind of reaction, anything possible, and I'm not fishing for compliments. I just need attention. Basically, that's the rest of it. Okay. Yeah, so he's I done more credit. of these. I think so. How He's many might views? I have go
2: check him out. I might give him a follow. Ah, oh,
0: <laughs> damn it. How many views? It is 16, including that one. It that one, 17. We, made, oh. we gave
1: him his 17th view. Wow, his when channel's... Was it, when like, was it put out? One year ago.
2: There's no hope. I'm oh, not going to go follow him or no check hope. him
0: out. It's all over, He pal. has one more video. It's Sorry, guy. Something I appreciate- from Jason I- Mraz, I'm yours. I-,
1: I don't know what that is. Bad, it says bad cover. I mean yeah. I appreciate that level of honesty, but I think he's going about it the wrong way. No views. He's gotta be yeah, like a nineteen I give it a 4. year old a 4.6. he six. He's gotta be about a nineteen year old college girl who shakes everything she has on Instagram for her to get followers. And he's just not gonna cut it with honesty. <laughs> People what?
2: don't like honesty in this world anymore.
0: What? That's terrible con Oh that was a good that was a really good bad
1: song. It was a bad, good, bad Good, bad song, bad good. I mean is that is that uh, song
2: actually good to begin with? not really, no, all right,
1: <laughs> I hate them. I hate too we did it to be facetious, and then it's lasted a hundred, and how many episodes is it hundred and nineteen <laughs> no wait, no, Phil was here for the beginning, but then he left, so it's got to be a hundred something anyway, I, I think, think
2: it we... started when there was a snowstorm, and you guys recorded, and I was still up in mass. <laughs>
1: I thought we I did was... it when he was not like you went to Florida like completely.
2: Yeah. No. I think you started before I left.
1: By the way, welcome back to our uh YouTube audience. I don't even know if you got the episode last week because of uh editing programming snafus that were going on all week over at Vault Productions, but eh, it happens. That's why we put out the audio version and uh you get a longer version if you listen to us on the audio podcast. So, find it on I'm your favorite sorry. Po- Yeah, find it on your favorite podcast and platform and, and it's uncensored and uh ad free, et cetera, etc, cetera, because we don't get any ad revenue, so <laughs> that's for the guy who actually does the work to edit it he gets that um anyway, we usually start every episode off with personal updates hmm uh, if only we had some
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're
1: gone they're not here
0: Nope. I'll tell you what the since you uh the episodes that went last week i was I thought it was really cool to see the the drone that flew on top of. Uh, what's his name there? The guy, uh, uh, the guy. Hubby? Who, no. Oh, no, no. Nick ran it over. No. Uh, yeah, yeah. Was it Sam Messick? Oh, yeah. Yeah. When that they what were pulling happened? him off the oh, track. Oh, I'm sorry. They're pulling
1: that off the track. I don't. I didn't actually see that one. It
0: landed like he went through the. It went through the tow truck hook, and landed on the roof of the car, which almost is kind of like a. It's almost kind of like stumping his nose at him because.
1: Is just making a mockery uh, it of might the crash. Have, the battery might have died, and he had to panic to get that thing to <laughs> or, land or was, something. So. or
0: it was just a really cool shot. <laughs> but
1: I mean, it could have been. But I was I filmed it, so I didn't. I don't know the presentation. I, I didn't think catch is, all of them on uh, at, after the edit. So
0: yeah, there's there's so much dynamic movement of the camera. You just can't you can't be nobody can beat it. It's really cool stuff.
1: I did actually, I was involved in racing over the weekend, but not in the way I kind of want to be. But at least I was at two racetracks this weekend, so I did film. I filled in at Stafford for their infield camera. If you watched the Flow broadcast and saw uh, any shots from the infield, any Victory Lane interviews, that was me. So any critiques about it, please let me know
2: man in the bright red
1: hat. Yeah, bright red hat. I made sure I stood out so that people could see me. Because I'm on pit road. I don't want to get run over. I mean, I got a neon vest on, but let's hedge our bets here. We don't want anybody running over your head. Yes, let's just make sure you can see that as well. Um, so I did that. I might. T- I'll, well, I'll definitely touch on that later in the show, but this is typically for our own personal racing updates because we all try to race. Jesse used to try to race. Uh, May again I don't someday. ever try to
2: race anymore.
0: I used to. T- I used to do things. I used to have hopes and dreams. Yeah, all those are done. There's Would you no say one. before
1: we started recording?
0: Dreams are nightmares too.
1: Yeah, so, I mean,
0: nightmares are dreams too. Excuse me. The same thing.
1: Yeah. Nightmares so are dreams too. I was going to say, take that to heart, kids. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much to sort of look forward to. So much to look forward Mister, to as you age. It's Mister it's shining a, optimism over here. It's incredible. Uh, anyway. Uh, Personal updates, yeah, I think I'm going to take my car to Waterford on Thursday just to shake it down and uh, break in a few new parts just to make sure they work properly because that's a nice controlled environment that I'm not stressed and I don't have to hurry and try to do things all at the same time. I can do it as I please, so that'll be a good thing to do. Maybe I'll film a video or something. Uh, That'll be fun. See if I can go out there and waste some gas money. Uh, I think... Didn't Phil try to go somewhere and it probably rained because it's Florida? I don't even know.
2: Uh, we went to New Smyrna. We took the uh, 16 of Tim Sozio out to run the sportsman race. Um, it was, the night was doomed to begin with. I mean, it, it rained all the way there, all morning it rained. And we did get all the races in, but they cut laps, cut purses. They only allowed two tire purchases. No one was really prepared. I, I get it with the circumstance. You can't really blame them. We, we knew going ahead that they were going to cut the tires in the purse, but uh, it just, I don't know. It was a kind of a eh night. Drew a 75 when he pulled, uh, pulled a pill for lineups because we didn't have qualifying, so we had to start last. It was just one of those nights.
1: Why have that many pills?
2: I have no idea. <laughs> they have no chance of even having 20 cars, I don't think. I mean... That's a lot.
1: Uh, whatever. Anyway, I know that I know it's mildly optimistic, but whatever. So yeah, we don't really have as many personal updates as we'd like. Again, uh, I'll tell you about filming at Stafford and Waterford this weekend and the differences and stuff and uh what I got to experience because I put some, you know, notes into racing and such this week for once. And uh whatever. We'll go racing whenever we go racing. By the way, I think that I'd actually heard Uh, From a fairly reliable source that the reason why Thompson's uh, Oval program, because it's not Thompson Speedway, the ownership running it, it's like we've said a million times, the people leasing it from the American Canadian Tour and the Pro All-Star Series who are leasing it, thankfully, and doing something for Oval Track Racing down here. Um, Apparently, they, they had some sort of scheduling snafu with their series. Or serieses, or what's the plural of series, I suppose? Um, Siri. (laughs) Siri. Siri? Siri. There it is. Oh, my phone will turn on. I better not say that. Zero Pie. Yeah. (laughs) No, um, but I guess they'd run into some kind of scheduling snafu and ask Thompson ownership who they're leasing the track from. They said, hey, um, we really can't do this this upcoming week. Is there any other date like next week or something? They said, "No, we don't really care." Uh, this is verbatim, by the way. Uh, you can take this one date that we have—that's like right before your race—that's a setup day.
3: What we've got here is failure to communicate.
1: So they basically now are completely pigeonholed into running back-to-back nights because that's all they were given, and that sucks. sounds about
2: right for Thompson ownership. <laughs>
1: That stinks. By the way, if you own a sports car, there's a great race track in Massachusetts called Palmer. It's very clean, very nice. It's, it's beautiful. Kind of lime Rock. <laughs> and Lime Rock. I mean, these tracks are beautiful, by the way. Hey, New Just...
0: Hampshire
2: is even great. It's only a couple hours away. It's not it's... bad.
1: <laughs> I love the Pro All-Star Series in the American-Canadian Tour, by the way. Dude. Now,
0: Frank, that's not
2: very PC. You're going to get us in trouble again. <laughs> hey, you, you, you know what Stafford technically even has a road course so
1: they don't use it though and they only used it for um, like goofy races like uh, I think they had the early stages of 24 hours of lemons there however I think it probably tore the track up a little bit it's like having a trailer race you know it tears the, the asphalt the, the up kidney pretty good. bean yeah I think they should do it again anyway they should have some fun absolutely Stafford needs more fun as if they don't have enough on their plate as it is anyway i tried
2: to make some fun but nobody likes it
1: what did you do i forgot the
2: bingo the bingo cards
1: oh yeah you we we put together (laughs) the freaking bingo cards and nobody at stafford really thought it was funny i think they're just a little too uptight it's like this is a tribute to a legend and people you're engaging audience members by doing this to pay attention more to the broadcast it's a win-win it and it, it's it,
2: a gift that keeps on giving too. It it's really always is. Always adding new words to the
1: to the dictionary. Uh, the lexicon there. Yeah, we could always yeah. take and take and change it up a little bit. Oh, I'm actually on Twitter because I always scroll Twitter when I'm on the show just to see if I've missed something. And a video. I just scrolled and saw a video of a car going backwards on a racetrack, and I'm like, this must be Bowman Gray.
2: Oh God. <laughs> Please, can we not beat that horse anymore?
1: I might talk about it later. I might not. I'm not sure if I really want to, but it might come this up in my a, notes.
2: It's a meme. What are they
0: doing? You know, they should, instead of the madhouse, it should be the house. It's the clown house, <laughs> it's the crack house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll I'll only mention it in passing. It I think really later. Is. Let's let's just stick. It to, really is a pile of garbage. Let's just stick to mentioning it in passing later, because we have to move into the second segment of the show. And speaking of making fun of people, it is this week's Darf comment of actually comments of the week. And I had a lot to work with this time, so. I only brought two out for the DARF comments of the week.
2: There was this a lot going on this week. This was It
1: insanity. was You know, for all the weeks that we struggled to find something, we got repaid. There was so much stuff you could find. Oh my god. Because I there was
2: stockpiled some.
1: Around here there was so much going on. We had racing in New Hampshire, we had Stafford racing, and we had Waterford racing, had we had everybody racing we had Bubba Wallace finishing third in a race. We had Bowman Gray. We, Jesus Christ, we had everything. Oh, you female could,
0: driving in Xfinity. Oh, a
1: female driver getting wrecked in Xfinity. Yeah, we had all of that. This, um,
0: oh, boy.
1: Okay, so I just kind of took two of them. I knew that only one was going to be not enough this week, so I got two. So we're
0: on DARF overload. Yes. Good,
1: okay. Oh, that's right. Uh, Bowman Gray is actually in this. So that's where it came from. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Phil's favorite racetrack in the world. Ooh, you suck. All right. Uh, let's see. I got a choice. People can actually pick their favorite this week. So for the first comment, this is a blanket statement from people that I believe probably got their uh, comments deleted, but I'm not too sure. But it doesn't really matter. Uh, we got the screen cap, so that's forever. This is a blanket statement from the people that kind of congregate around the Stafford Motor Speedway Facebook page, because if, if you follow them on Facebook, and I think they only do this on Facebook, they offer a live look-in at their racing for the night. Now, obviously, the whole broadcast is available on Flow Racing, and it has been for a couple of years, but just as a sneak preview... This is the type of coverage that you're going to get, so they're going to give you a few heat races for free on Facebook. as a, li- a live look-in. And director and friend of the show, Bonsa Tufa, predicted that this would happen, and here is the comment. It's unnamed because I got the screen cap from him, and he is much better at politics than I am, so he cut the name out. So we can't make fun of one person generally, so this is a blanket comment because you know, you know. That there are a lot of people out there saying this, and here it is: "quote I think that people should be allowed to watch the Stafford Speedway YouTube channel live for free over that ripoff Flow Racing." Sorry, it's just my opinion for people who can't afford to subscribe yearly for Flow Racing when they are not only oh when they are only interested in one event. And not every weekend. There's no punctuation, by the way, so I just kind of r- rattled that off. So these people think that they are entitled to all of the people's labor who put on that show.
0: You know, something. This is it, 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 he can if he thinks it's a ripoff. Be just my opinion. Well, guess what? My opinion is that if you You're you can a race fan. you can go pay for you know you can pay for the time. My my time is valuable. I mean, mm-hmm. I have an unpopular opinion, too. Go kill yourself. <laughs> We're right Seriously. back at it. Right back Seriously. at it. Seriously. Uh, this, this hits personally to me because... We never left, folks. I, I had, I have a, I have a film degree as well, which is basically useless.
1: P.S. I mean, How did I get into filming stuff? Because I hung out with Jesse and Sid 12 years ago when we started Sid's View. Yeah. I was you filming have other no stuff.
3: Idea. If I could blow my brains out in front of you right now, I would. I mean, I, I would
1: film stuff before, but the me getting involved in racing filming but was those two.
0: Everybody thinks that it, 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 it looks so easy that it should be for free. It's not easy. And everybody wants something for free. And they're probably the same people that think that education is free and healthcare is free. And no, somebody has to pay for it. <laughs> oh, you mean Time the is the who... most most valuable thing in a person's mind. And it takes money for this kind of service. And they're just too stupid to have any kind of abstract thinking. And really, they should just exit the gene pool or at least drown themselves in it.
1: You mean they're the kind of people who don't pay taxes and don't Tell contribute us how to society?
0: You really feel. I feel like they should open their mouths underwater and breathe deeply.
1: <laughs> and tie a concrete blocker around their ankle? Yes. Um,
2: if they think flow racing is a ripoff, they're not a race fan, first and foremost.
1: I can't. I, I there's not a night of the week I can't find something to Listen, watch on there if I'm in the mood for watching racing. Like
0: it's every worth night. it's worth whatever it is that you want to pay for it. I can't afford Dirtvision TV. I can't do it. I'm not going to call it a ripoff because I just because I'm poor and I don't have enough resources for it. It's not going to make Adam Gata money. Okay, <laughs> I'm not a scientist. He should
1: have done better in school. He doesn't make that much. He just doesn't have family. That he has to care for, like well, neither us do I. people. Well, I do, but <laughs> kind of do. Kind of, yes,
0: Wait, yes, it, you do. Family,
1: yeah, I do. See, look at it. Phil's yeah. got his own little studio room. He definitely doesn't have kids because there is not like yeah. stuffed animals, toys, and like holes in the wall, and you know all sorts of stuff. No, none of that. <laughs> but yeah, I am
3: saying if it's and not
0: I. if
1: it's not worth
0: it, the market will correct itself. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, but for free, 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 free.
1: Have you seen yeah, the quality no, of that broadcast, by the way? No.
0: I got to participate. Sidsview shouldn't be for free, and it is. No. And it's pissed me off since day one. It really shouldn't be for free. But we haven't been able to come up with an economic model to figure it out.
1: Yeah. so It really shouldn't be for free, but luckily Sidsview has a lot of really awesome partners and, and, yes. and advertisers that are on board, and those people are great. So um, anyway, like I said, if you've ever seen what actually goes into... The video production at Stafford, and I'll talk about it later. And seeing how much these people are working, and how coordinated they have to be, how I don't even want to say it, but how dare you think that it should be free? Like that stuff costs a boatload of money. Again, how dare you? Hang, it, there it is. <laughs> How freaking dare you have the idea- the audacity to think that someone else's labor should be free to you? Are you gonna go pick up sticks in someone else's yard for free? No. Why
2: Why am I not shocked that a comment like that came out of the Northeast, though?
1: Of course, people are because we're a bunch of
0: friggin' a-hole communists and you know
1: entitled little assholes. Hey. Not bad. Man.
2: To talk about crate motors
1: not even crate motors no we're getting we're getting a broader reach so on whoever
0: this guy is i want to find him and send him a card
1: right for his birthday i hope you die
0: <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> i hope you die
1: oh boy so yeah just i'll again i will get into it about the ultimate culture shock it was between two racetracks this weekend and working with those people involved in both of them. But uh, we'll do that later, so that'll hook you to stay on the show longer. Now, for our second one, let's get pissed off even more. Uh, There was yet another incident at Bowman Gray Stadium where idiot rednecks used their race cars as weapons and performed actions that would get them banned from any self-respecting racetrack that wasn't trying to cater to the lowest common denominator, particularly... Oh, pardon me. Particularly the ones up north. I turned into a robot momentarily. It's just the Jerry
0: Sp- Why
2: do you not call it a racetrack? It's a sports entertainment arena. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it mostly is.
0: It's a. It's the Jerry Springer and Mario Povich. You're not the father
1: kind of crowd. Yeah, they come yeah. out of their trailers at night with uh, long necks of bud, heavy, Ugh. and they wander into the grandstands out of the foothills. So, yeah. Anyway, with, all right. With their so sister, wife, uh, uh, brother, uncles. Uh, uh, this was posted by someone who wasn't a driver in this incident. I don't think, and uh, I didn't get their name either, so I just didn't even add it in. But I saw a lot of people sharing it, but I know what it stems from. So if you're sharing this, might want to delete it because you're dumb. Uh, I ref. By the way, I'm also not going to read the whole thing because I refuse to allow this person more airtime to try to justify the fact that every one of them share one brain cell and that their actions are completely inexcusable. So, without further ado, here's the quote. Okay, you've probably read this on Facebook if you have a lot of boomer racer friends that share a lot of dumb things. Quote, if you don't have a race car, own one, work on one, or you're not actively involved in a team... You're likely never to feel the adrenaline, passion, anger, and joy that is our that our sport offers. These cars are our children. Wait, hang on a second. Let me back up here. Let me just stop for a second. These cars are our children? So why are they going already? So if somebody wait a minute. So if somebody like injures my child, I have to take him by the legs and swing him at the person who hit him. Is that what he's talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Use your child as a weapon? Yeah, because that's exactly what he's <laughs> that saying be they're doing.
0: Really
2: fun. Yeah, he
1: could do some damage. I don't know. <laughs> he's kind of lanky. He'd be like nunchucks. He's got that tooth, you know. <laughs> yeah, that it's thing will a, catch you. It's got reverse <laughs>
0: vampire teeth, so he will catch you, when you will bleed. The
1: beaver teeth will <laughs> catch your ass. It's, it's, um. So that. anyway, so okay, you instead of using your child as a weapon, maybe you should you know nurture it and allow it to grow. We spend every impossible moment working on them, often sacrificing family suppers, vacations, graduations, and other life experiences that we probably shouldn't miss. Now, let me. Some of
0: this is is actually on point, in my opinion. Yeah, it is
1: on point, but we spend countless hours on the phone chasing parts, tips, advice, booking hotels, not me. Planning race trips, not me. We we chat nonstop with our fellow racers, not me. Yes, you do. Well, only a few. Uh, families and coworkers about cars and blah, blah, blah. We spend every, absolutely every possible dollar that we can find to make our cars better, more competitive, blah, 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 blah. We live lives around our stuff. And so when something goes wrong, a wreck, spin, bump, dump, anything of the sort, he goes into how, you know, we're going to be mad and we're going to pay you back. And it's like, okay, so all I've learned from this is that your car is your child And you will take your child, if it is neglected and abused, and beat whoever it is who has neglected your child. And just destroy every single cent that you've just put back into it because you're a goddamn idiot.
2: I'm good with everything up until the revenge part. Like, like why does revenge always have to be the answer in racing? Why can't you just be a fucking man? Aw, damn, I cussed. It's the first one today.
1: How it's only been twenty four minutes. Oh so, okay. Bad. Well actually you lasted over twenty minutes. That's pretty good for it's you. It's
2: not bad for me. But why <laughs> That's can't what you she just said. A man and walk up to him and, and hmm. I don't know, knock knock him in the have
1: face. Have a have a genuine angry discussion and then yeah. start throwing punches.
2: <laughs> like what like are you men. afraid of? Yeah. You gotta hide inside your steel cage? So, I've done it. And so I'm, at, go I'm ahead. scared to death of fighting. Like I'm not a fighter. And I've walked right up to a guy that I wrecked and said, "Yo, I I fucked up."
1: Oh, Jesse is. Uh, <laughs> anyway,
0: Watch your profanity?
1: Oh, there it is. Uh, so, what I've learned from people down south is that they take racing very seriously, and that they put every single cent and dime, moment, and everything that they have, and they ruin their entire social lives and their families, you know, entire histories to put everything they have into a race car, and then if they get punted, they will go drive backwards on the track and crash into somebody four times and destroy every single ounce of work that they've put into it. If you
0: spin me out, Brilliant. I will wreck
1: myself. I really showed me. Brilliant. You know what wouldn't
2: surprise me, though? I bet the promoter at that plan in their pockets they'd
1: be... I guarantee it. It's cutting out a little bit. Why are we cutting out?
2: It not shock. What did we do?
1: Oh, I think my internet took a fart right there. So whatever you were trying to say, (laughs) repeat it. It just says my internet connection is unstable. It's back. Don't worry. Was it my internet? No, no, it's mine because I think the wind probably blew and it's probably raining. So my internet just swung a little bit. When did you get my internet? Well, when a tree limb fell across my lines and they didn't repair them. Actually, no, it was a whole tree, but, you know.
0: <laughs> so it's leaning up against wires right now.
1: No, it fell, and they took the tree down, and then they never changed the wires. A guy drove down with a pickup truck and looked at the wires, and was like, oh, they're all there, and he just left.
2: <laughs> when did you move to Okeechobee?
1: Um, I don't know. I live in the backwoods of Connecticut, so it might as well be.
2: Pretty much. You, I mean, you live on a lake, so.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's not a swamp. It's a lake. Well. Wow. It should be
0: high real estate. Everything else should be a million dollars. This
1: is a lake in Connecticut, not in a lake in Florida. There's actual real estate cost here. So, not to me, but, you know, the people who want to live on the lake. But anyway, what were you saying anyway before that?
2: No, I I said it wouldn't surprise me if the promoter puts a couple grand in the guy's pocket after something like that happens.
1: Yeah, but is that actually going to put a clip on your car and fix all the damage to it?
2: I don't know, but I feel like they do encourage it.
1: To be honest, have you ever seen the video? Of pretty much any of their hey, incidents cool. down there, those cars blow apart so easy. I bet you they put them together with zip ties, like drift guys, so that when they do go ram into each other, that the body just blows off the thing and it doesn't really damage it. Probably. And then they just put a bumper bar on it and a frame saver, and just there. Yeah, we're back next week. No, Thanks for I the mean, two grand.
0: That kind of that kind of back deals were i've always been commonplace yeah they have you know the old saying if you find a front stretch i'll give you 500 bucks or whatever so it wouldn't surprise me either i think phil's kind of right they probably do encourage it and they probably do give them a little bit of extra money i mean hell there are plenty of guys that do it up here for free you
1: know uh,
2: well i mean it's <sighs> the only place in the country that yeah. it happens consistently
1: yes so yeah. they have to be getting paid
2: yeah there's gotta be something going on to encourage it.
1: It
0: makes a lot of sense it, and I mean you're making too much sense phil it,
2: yeah, it gets it gets people in the stands, so why wouldn't they? but it's just it makes a mockery of short track racing. I don't like it,
1: yeah, it's sad all around, so those by the way will be that'll conclude our two darf comments of the week for this week. pick your favorite, and by the way, yeah, we didn't pick any like we said. We don't pick Bubble Wallace ones because they're just too easy to pick on people for that. It's just low-hanging fruit.
2: All the Bubble Wallace sucks people were uh, kind of quiet this week, anyway.
1: Yeah, when the guy goes to New Hampshire and finishes third
2: on a track where you actually have to drive
1: without fuel mileage. Mm-hmm. Anyway, by the way, I figured I'd announce or, or I'd mentioned this before. If anybody's got Motor Trend on demand. Or are a fan of the other podcast called Dinner with Racers. You might have heard of it. Uh, They have a new series coming out right now uh, with the Dinner with Racers TV show. It used to be on Amazon. It's now on Motor Trend. Uh, They have a series where they're exploring racing in Alaska. And it's pretty rad. Like the first episode shows you a bunch of locations. And they're going to go back and do a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, wow. It's cool because I've been to Alaska... Motorsports Park or something like that. Alaska Raceway Park, I think it's called. The old drag strip, and they just put the oval track in uh seven or eight years ago. 2016, I think. Is it that new? It's fairly new, yeah. Oh. Huh. Yeah, the, drag's, older than that. the drag strip's been there for a long time, and it's beautiful. It's like you stand yeah. at the end of the drag strip, and you're staring into a mountain. It's freaking beautiful. Yeah. Um yeah. But yeah, the oval track, I guess it's a third mile oval. It's actually NASCAR sanctioned. Um, Yeah, it's pretty neat. Uh, We know people who go there, they live out there. So yeah, go take a look at that. That's fun watch. Uh, They're going to come out with more episodes. They're they're dropping now, probably come out weekly uh, until the season runs out. So all right, just figured I'd mention that because it's entertainment and you'd like it. So anyway, uh, let's go through a couple little things. Just before we go into local results, which is what really matters around here, right? Uh, let's go here. Twenty three eleven Racing announced they signed Tyler Reddick to drive for them in what twenty twenty four? I want to say. Yep. And then uh, Richard Childress Racing's Twitter got re- or uh, whatever that thing is got really really petty. <laughs> What it say? <laughs> a super, it was a salty post. They said, oh, We're, that, yeah. We're proud of the success Tyler Reddick has found at RCR. We're focused on winning a championship this year, next year, although the timing of this announcement could not be any worse. You know, you didn't have to put that last sentence in. You could have just said, Well, when We're is very it a proud good time, sir? <laughs> yeah. When is it a good time? Maybe it should have been a better time trying to sign him before they did. <laughs> Maybe you should have spent that time well. I mean. How about
2: all- how about all the darf's? We we can even use this one as a, as like a follow-up darf. I actually have all a special the, award
1: darf comment for this, but you go ahead.
2: I was going to say all the all the people that uh, seem to think that just because Reddick is going to be in a kind of lame duck season next year that he's going to get no resources and they're not going to support him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they're saying the same thing about Marco Andretti this season and in IndyCars. He's in the same boat. He's going to McLaren next year. And Who? Marco No, uh sorry. T- uh Rossi. Oh, Rossi. Alexander Rossi. Alexander Rossi. Excuse me, yeah. I said Marco. A
1: race team does not want bad finishes because they have a little thing called marketing uh, behind no. them.
0: Yep. Yeah, let's get let's be real. Andretti and Richard Shields are If you They're not
1: going to shoot themselves in the foot to be petty. Yeah. Give me a break. How the hell do you think you're going to attract sponsorship to your team if your team sucks because you're trying to spite the driver who's leaving you, you you moron? Especially
2: because they already suck.
1: That's fair. They're not the greatest right now.
2: Reddick absolutely elevates that team. Oh,
1: my God, yes. He elevates every team he's on. The guy joined two different teams in two different years in the Xfinity Series, completely different organizations, and wins championships in both of them. Mm -hmm. As long as it's good equipment, he'll do anything with it. I mean
2: and in the year he won the first championship for uh for junior motorsports they announced that he was leaving mid year just like this so he had all year as a distraction to think about next year but they still still got it done
1: yeah because they're interested in winning doesn't matter who drives for them it matters if they win all right so my special award darf comment of for this particular topic uh goes to all the media members who wrote a headline that said Reddick signing a real slam dunk for 2311 racing yeah. I read I it about 4 times on Twitter Yeah Be more funny <laughs>
2: <laughs> Be more original
1: Because yeah. everyone knows Michael Jordan is the part owner of this team it's a real slam dunk Hey it's a
2: home run <laughs> they, they I would have said
0: that They they love their <laughs> puns yeah he played baseball too. It's a slam run.
1: I don't know if you want to. Okay, forget it. We're not going to go there. Uh, <laughs> anyway, oops. Uh, sad news to report. Uh, three-time USAC nationals champion. This is really sad. Bobby East is dead at 37 after a stabbing in California. Um, I don't know what the hell happened, but uh, I guess I'm guessing somebody tried to rob him. Uh, because I don't think this person knows him, you know. Uh, I read the articles, but I didn't really come up with anything more than his yeah. history and past and stuff. And this person had face. I don't tattoos, think Bobby
0: so. East is is too well versed in the drug community because yeah. this guy definitely definitely looks like he's a druggie.
1: I think that Sorry. he probably got you know That's approached while wa- approached while in a vulnerable spot, gassing up his car. He can't go nowhere. Yeah, you know. And the guy probably wanted something from him, and he probably told him no, or he didn't have anything, or the guy just panicked and stabbed him in the chest, and that one stab yeah. wound killed him. Yeah, this and, guy looks um, like
0: one of those degenerate facial-tattooed... Uh, yeah, face and neck-tat. and skinhead Nazi people. I you know, had that's heard... That's what he looks like.
1: Now, I don't know if it's actually true or not. I had heard that the police did find the guy and performed a search warrant and ended up killing him.
0: Yeah, they ended up shooting him. Is that what actually happened? Did that. Yeah. Yeah, it okay. happened.
1: All right. So yeah. uh yeah. Uh no winners in this situation. Bobby East obviously his father was it Bob East? Yeah, Bob East. Okay. Um they they owned and operated Beast chassis, correct? That's right. That's the yeah. And if Sprint you Sprint ever...
0: Midgets, Silver Crown cars out in the Midwest, USAC Yeah. All that good stuff. He had, you know, Ken Erwin, Tommy Stewart, Dave Darlin. uh, If you were. Anybody and everybody. If you were ever part of
1: our generation and watched Thursday Night Thunder on ESPN, you saw the Beast name on everything. Yeah. That was Bob East.
0: Yeah, he was a who's who in chassis making, and Bobby East was a heck of a shoe. He won, like, 25 races. He was a three-time USAC three-time national champion. Three-time USAC champion. National you know? champion. I mean, shoot. So,
1: um, you know what
2: disappoints yeah. me, though, about all the uh, the news articles and stuff is that they don't say that. They say he was a NASCAR driver. You know Why what the worst just- one was? What's that?
1: The absolute worst one, and I got to throw them under the bus, was Fox. Fox News put out an article that said NASCAR legend Bobby East dead. Oh, yeah. I'm like no.
2: Who else did they do that to this do,
1: week? I don't know. I forget. But dude this is it's horrible because you put the word legend in front of it because you want people to click on the article and it's an article about someone dying. You want to hear it. yeah. You're clickbaiting someone's murder.
2: That's the same reason they put NASCAR on there, too. Like, and why don't we celebrate his USAC accolades? The
1: guy ran, like, I think he ran a total of 49 races between Xfinity and Cup at some... Or, no, Truck. Truck's in Xfinity at some point in his life.
2: And didn't do a thing.
1: he didn't do much. He was just your fill-in guy that, you know, they'd, yeah. they'd have him come in and run some races. Um,
2: I'd rather be known for the championships and the USAC stuff, even if less people click on the, the article... But that's not the way the world works
1: anymore. USAC winning a national title in USAC is a pretty big deal. I'll be honest. Like, yeah, Jess, how many USAC national champions went and raced big league cup racing or Indy cars or Indy cars or won the Indy 500? Everybody. All of uh, but them. How many a casual households them. know what USAC is? Not much anymore because the ESPN and all these other places don't cover it anymore. And they used to, yeah, unfortunately. you know, which sucks ass. But yeah, it sucks to hear Bobby East dead. God, he's two years younger than me. Man, he's, what have I same done age with my, as me. I was gonna say, what's he done with what have I done with my life? Damn it. <laughs> I mean it's like
0: it's like what? what is that baseball team that uh uh what is it? Saratoga or something. That uh had Michael Jordan the Birmingham
1: Barons? That's what I, I, I was, was going to say. It's a White Sox I feeder mean, it would league, be, right?
0: It, from what you guys be like, if if Birmingham was talking about Michael Jordan's past, he'd be like, Birmingham Barons legend Michael Jordan, and major just league passed great, away. yeah, major league great. <laughs> like, are you serious? <laughs> Knock that off.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Knock that. Off. Stop it. Do better. I would hate do better, but I don't. I don't disagree with you. Do better. Do better. Okay, so yeah, that sucks. R.I.P. Bobby East. Sucks to see guys go down, especially when they didn't need to. It's stupid. Thanks, California. Uh, all right, so we'll mention this real quick. Casey Call, this was a cool video if nobody would seen this, but Casey Call won his first super late model race, and he did it at Lee uh, Speedway up in New Hampshire to the Grand State Pro Stocks by holding off none other than the person we mentioned earlier, cup driver Tyler Reddick. Because he was up here racing in New Hampshire for the Cup Series race this weekend, so he ventured to... Was it Brad Keselowski there, too? Brad went to the Governor's Cup at uh, Thunder Road, I believe. And he, I guess he had a really good time. And uh, Corey LaJoy ran the NASCAR Wayland Modified Tour race at New Hampshire Motor Speedway as well. I believe he finished top 10. Uh, He he had some problems and stuff here and there, but uh, he did finish. We'll get into that race as well.
2: Derek Nealon also uh, ran the Granite State race with him. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. they actually did a match race of some sort or a practice session or something Mm. together.
1: Yeah, they might have. I believe they they had uh, promoted that up pretty well. Um, It was a great race, side-by-side battle, all the way to the end. Nobody ran each other over, no contact, no nothing, just hard, clean racing. It was great. It was fun to watch. Yeah. And Call got it done on the outside against Reddick. Reddick got to his bottom, but Call held him off. So I was like, man, that was fun to watch. I'll tell you what. That was cool. It really was. So I think Speed 51 might have had that one. So if you look through their social media, you might be able to find it. Probably too late now because we do it a few days afterwards, but whatever. You can go seek through that back catalog. But All right. We can finally venture into the local stuff now that we're like 40 minutes into this thing. Uh <laughs> Typical us. <laughs> never get the thing started all right so i spent this weekend filming at stafford and waterford uh and boy i gotta tell you what a culture shock between the two places it's even deeper than i actually realized i got a call from again friend of the show bonsatufa director of uh the video up there at stafford motor speedway Uh, If you're watching the flow broadcasts, he's on the switcher and he's picking the shots that you're watching. So uh, I was asked by him, Hey, you doing anything Friday? I'll go, you know, I mentioned this last week. Do you want to come film? I said, okay, if you guys need me, I'll come film. And they needed me. So I went up there and filmed. Uh, They had, again, this is run by Stafford. It's not like us doing SIDS view down at Waterford where we're our own, like contracting company, basically. And we're doing it that way. It's, run by Stafford. So the fa- obviously anybody who's from around here is going to know that there is a gigantic facility difference between Stafford and Waterford. It's not even a question of anything. I mean, it's you go to Stafford, they have basically a giant barn that's like a banquet hall and offices and they have, you know, all sorts of concessions everywhere. It's bigger. Midway, it's just much bigger. They literally have their own bespoke Office trailer just as broadcast central. It's its own thing, like off to the side. It's even got air conditioning, which mobile. it kind of has to. Oh, nice. Mm, okay. Yeah, it's nice in there. It was like 70. It's nice and cool. Mission control. Yeah. In a trailer. You got yeah. More cool. than
2: a 10 by 10 tent?
1: Of course. I was going to say, be glad you had something over your head at Waterford if you ever go there. Yeah. Good lord. You ever go into men's bathroom? Troughs don't even have a roof. Uh, anyway <laughs> you want to
0: care you so, want to trap that stink in or you want to ventilate it that's
1: a good that's actually a, a good excuse <sighs> Perfect. Uh, that you know what I can't fault them now all right so anyway Stafford I'd never been this far into the bowels of this racetrack before right and I mean if you walk around Waterford, just because I, these are the two tracks I went to, I'm not picking on Waterford. I'm just saying there's a gigantic difference.
0: Waterford's easily accessible.
1: Yeah, there's everything is right where you see it, right within reach. Nothing's really hidden. Stafford yeah. has a bunch of buildings. They got all sorts of stuff on the property. Broadcast Central. They have the suites right above it. They have you know actual towers on their grandstands. Um, they have uh, concessions and bathrooms in the garage area, which is nice. Um, but anyway, broadcasting is what I'm talking about. So they had me doing camera four. And again, like I said, at the beginning of the broadcast, if you'd watched the flow racing coverage of the, of the show, I was the guy in the infield and I was the one who was going to catch all the announce or, uh, yeah, the pit road announcers, but pretty much everybody declined interviews that night. Or we went back racing before we could catch an interview, which kind of sucked. So they, Basically, Dave and John struck out like the entire night. So I felt bad for that. But it was, you know what? I'm kind of glad it was me doing it because I was like the biggest guy on the crew. (laughs) And that camera, I mean, it's crazy. It's not like It's not. It's like 30 pounds or 20 or 20 or 30 pounds. It's somewhere in between there. It's got a shoulder rest, but that doesn't really help too much because you're still using two arms to hold this camera up. And it's got the camera, the rest, this giant, like, battery pack thing that you slot in. And that takes care of the camera and the um, transmitter for the wireless. And it's got, like, four antennas on it. It looks like a giant Afro pick, if, like, sitting on top of the camera. So this thing is super top-heavy. It's really heavy, like, otherwise. So I'm, like... Handling this thing, and I'm like four or five heat races deep into the whole night, and I'm already getting sore. I'm like, oh no, this is gonna be a really long day. So, I'm thinking of ways to like try to like relax and not use my back because it's like torquing my back injury from when I was like 18 and crashed into somebody on the road who cut in front of me in 2001 and have been going to a chiropractor ever since. Four, yeah. So that was a problem. So I'm ha- I'm <laughs> hauling this heavy camera around, and it could be worse, but it's, you know, not so bad, I guess. I-, I managed to take to a leave and suck down a bunch of water and hope for the best. But I caught some good stuff. Uh, you wear a headset, and Bonsa's communicating with all of the cameras. There's four different cameras. There's, you know, tower, center, start-finish line on the fan side. And then there's turn one, which is like camera two, and then you got the camera off and turn three that faces down the backstretch and hooks around through three and four, and that's camera three, and then float camera, me, camera four. Pretty easy, right? You're the floater. That was the floater. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to me, it
2: seems like they have more cameras than that, the way they do the production.
1: They do because they also have the speed cam. Which is I think they have oh, okay. one they have one or two speed cams which is like a hard mounted camera like on yeah, the outside wall camera it's like on the outside wall on the front stretch I think they only have one I'm not sure one might have got taken out last year I'm not sure
2: still it feels like they have like eight or nine different views
1: and a drone It used to be eh, not anymore yeah used uh, <laughs> to be used I don't think that one. was theirs
0: oh, boy.
1: yeah I don't because they never had it on the flow co- uh, coverage. But anyway, it was uh, I didn't really have any idea what to expect going into it, because I'd never worked some kind of organized uh, this at least organized in this fashion. You know, when we do SID stuff, we're usually we figure out where we're going to be, and we film from of the, off the cuff. and we film from the points, and you know, if you're filming in the tower, you'd go down and you'd film interviews. So we have our d- assignments, but like, this was live. Never, yeah, an actual production. Yeah, I've never worked like live. a live production shoot. Yeah, I've never worked live broadcasts before. I've only done taped broadcasts. So it was a whole new animal. Like if he's gonna throw to you, he's gonna tell you that you're going live and you better have your shit together because you don't even want that. Even in a the studio, they go ready camera one, camera one. Ready camera two,
0: camera done means you get your you get yeah. it get it in line right away.
1: Like you don't wanna be the one that has the the you know, shaky, ugly shot, and that they can't use, and they have to switch off it real quick right. and look less professional. Because
0: the director is always a step ahead, trying to organize you guys. That's what he's doing; he's directing. So yeah, yeah. So you got to get ready when it's time to get ready. So you better be ready before he says ready.
1: I genuinely mm-hmm. hope they don't mind me giving them a peek behind the curtain, but it's no. I think this is interesting. It's really kind of interest. It's fascinating, really. It's a, it's an interesting program to be a part of. Yeah, um, I mean, there's it's no secret lost. Really well yeah, it is incredibly well done. Like. This is a racetrack that you got to keep in mind. Has put this much money into having this type of a broadcast. All that equipment is theirs. All the wires they ran, all the camera towers, all the you know wireless equipment, all the all the stuff that they needed to put this broadcast together. Switching boards, monitors, the freaking giant scoreboard in the middle of the track. Brent, yeah. Listen, Phil, I can't
0: afford Flow Racing. (laughs) <laughs> you should have it for free? You should have it for free. <laughs> for free? I was... You
2: slimy scumbag, get on your
3: face and give me 25. It's a ripoff.
0: It's a ripoff.
2: It's a
3: ripoff. Jesus.
1: I'm not even done all yet. All this effort. I'm not even done it yet. It should be for free. No, I'm still not. I'm still going. And you got all these people giving their night up to come and do this. To broadcast this for the people watching who are paid subscribers, and not only that, for the people who've shown up to the track because they show the replays on the board at the racetrack for the fans. So they have to they have this whole production, and you could. There was a big wreck about. We'll talk about it later with Keith Rocco at the track. And three of the four cameras caught it because the guy over in turn three, let's be honest, he can't swing over and film over all the pit crews and film turn one. That's not his assignment. So all the cameras... You that, can only have so much range of motion. Right. It's not on him. That's just he's outside his jurisdiction, really. Um, so three of the four cameras caught that, and every single time they showed the replay on the video board, you could hear the crowd reaction behind you even with my headset on, I could hear that. Yeah, it's like, Ooh. It was genuine reactions from the people who were there. So it's like That's, you're...
2: You don't get that almost anywhere else in the country either for a short track.
1: No, it was a really kind of a surreal moment. I'm like, wow, this is really interesting. It's like, like a freaking do, rock do they, I know.
2: When, when the race is under green flag, does it just show a scoreboard up there? Or do they actually show what's going on?
1: They show... The broadcast, broadcast. but they they? also have, they can also put a ticker up. Like they put the lap count up so that the people know what lap it is. And sometimes they'll have the ticker with the results or the, uh, where people are on the track at that time. So just like Like positions. Yeah. It's basically kind of like the broadcast, but it is a little bit different. Gotcha. So it was just, it was a really kind of fascinating experience to be a part of. And, I'm, You know, I'm actually kind of, um, what's the word I'm really looking for here? Uh, humbled, I say? That they entrusted me with their broadcast, not really knowing much about me or who I was. I mean, I'm sure some of them do. Bonsa definitely does, so he trusted me with it. And they put me on freaking victory lane. You know?
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, Sid's going to chime in.
3: I just want to chime in to make sure you're not selling yourself short everybody up there knows who we are and they know that you guys have been doing video work for a long long time so don't sell yourself short they know who the Gleason brothers and Phil are
0: they know his oh. view is yeah
1: well they know who you are so <laughs> yeah, but,
3: and, and they know that you guys have been my you know you guys are my ogs they know oh, all right so I'm just making sure you're not selling yourself short That's all
0: bro. yeah thank you thank you yeah
1: Brent well I don't know nothing <laughs> <I> do, <laughs> no, do I do, I'm not like <laughs> I'm just a little
2: tag-along.
1: I mean I don't know what I'm doing so <laughs> but anyway like you'd think that that's pretty important is they they stick that person in victory lane and make sure they got it framed up right like they gave me like he like they would give you instruction on what you they were really looking for for production and stuff and you know you'd just kind of go along with it cuz you're like okay I'll do that you know hey can you widen out to to pick up like eight of these cars okay we can do that you know it was easy and uh especially somebody who knows kind of what they're doing like I kinda am, I guess. Um but uh it was just really interesting to be a part of. I mean it was a lot of fun. I would do it again, definitely, if they needed me. I know they they might someday in the future, who knows, but I would do it again. Uh it's really a long ride for me to get there too, which kind of sucks, but that's all right. It's not a big deal. I like going up there. I haven't been up there all year. But uh, I did bring some notes. By the way, if anybody has any questions from the panel, please let me know because I'm kind of uh, circling here. So, is there anything you you really wanted to know about? Because maybe I'll have an answer. Well, I was just wondering what your favorite shot was. What my favorite shot was. Let's see. Um, I caught the Rocco wreck, which was really tough. Um, but that was a good shot. But I caught that just for I was filming because they didn't cut the turn four or turn four to number four camera, which is what I was on. They didn't cut to that very often because they covered most of the action with all the other main cameras, Mm -hmm. which is perfect. That's because it's the most clear view. And they would cut to me for cars coming off pit road or victory lane or whatever. But I would film just me kind of watching the race from the front stretch in case they needed a replay, which would be in their banks. They could just roll back and pull it. There you go. For the Rocco wreck, they weren't on me.
0: Oh, did I kick your camera?
1: Yeah, you did, but it's all right. Um, they weren't on me, but I filmed it anyway, and I caught it, the whole thing, and they were able to use it as a replay. That's why you got three different angles on that one accident. And if you go back and watch the coverage on Flow Racing or even on their Facebook feed, because they put that up there on uh, their social media channels, you get all three angles. Yeah. No, I'm
0: super stoked. I think I've yeah. enjoyed it, and, and it was a really cool experience. I'd be. That'd
1: be awesome to do. It was a that lot was of fun. Very good. Yeah, it was a lot Very of fun. Cool. And um, next time, I think I'll definitely wear some kind of back brace because of that old injury. But you know, old man syndrome. I got five of them. You can borrow one. Something. You got one that's up top because it's an upper injury between my shoulder blades. I need something to like hold my uh, arms back like that. You know. Oh. I, No, we just use bungee cords for that. Give me a plastic back brace and, like, we'll strap it to my chest. The aluminum monster. Yeah. You
2: need need one of those posture vests or whatever it is. Yeah.
1: I'll try one of those. I'll go on Amazon and get some, you know, Chinese knockoff thing that'll break in 10 minutes. Um, But anyway, I did, in fact, take some notes. Yes. Because I was there filming it. I better know what happened.
0: All right, all right, well, so, what, we, what did we –
1: let's see. Why don't we tell them what you shot? All right, in the limited late models, Gary Patno definitely had some sex because he won the limited late model race in strong fashion.
3: Oops. Gary Patno, after having some sex. <laughs> that
1: shit never gets old. I'm sorry. Every single time that gets me. <laughs> Poor Ben. Uh, we, I don't care. He's a great announcer. Doesn't matter. Um, he carved his way to the lead and ran away, stating in victory lane that it was the best car he raced in a long time, maybe ever, and I'll I'll be honest, it looked like it. The Gen 6 ran
0: really good, too. Yeah. That was really interesting to watch the siblings there, and I believe Devin was in the lead, and, and Gary Patino was in the middle of the sandwich, and I just always like to see, like, Two siblings gang up on, on one guy you know, for for selfish reasons. I always like to see that. So I've I've been in that situation
2: cool. with you two before. <laughs> I, I looked up in the mirror and I'm like, oh,
0: shit. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Can you imagine the smell? Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> gross. No.
1: All right. So, but that was
0: interesting. It was a good race.
1: Yeah. By the way, you mentioned uh, one of my favorite shots. Of the night, well, one of them came after this race. It was a street stock race. Travis Hydar benefit from a caution for a backstretch wreck to wrestle a lead away from Burt Ouellette and take down his fourth win on the season. Now, my favorite shot of the night was catching him going down the front stretch, coming around the golf or the go kart track and blowing a drift coming to victory lane because I had that thing mint. I had it framed perfect, and he was in the center of the shot the whole time. I Put was, it on the reel. Yep. Put and it I, on the demo reel. And I, I zoomed him perfectly all the way back until he got to victory lane. He was the same size in shot the whole way. I was like, that was perfect. Perfect. It's like cut to four. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah, he's got he picked up his fourth win of the year, and I did uh, walk over to Ernie, and I'm like, "Hey, nice run!" He's like, "What the hell are you doing here? <laughs> Filming like usual, because I'm too poor to race." All right, let's move on to uh, Late Models. So a lot of them had a lot of, or a lot of these races were relatively similar. They were really clean, pretty quick night. A lot of good defense. Yeah. Uh, late models. Kevin Gambacorta ran away again. Another person running away from the field in a very clean event. Uh, Adam Gray finished P2 again, even in a caution-free race. It was basically Missed caution-free, consistency. right? Might have been one caution. Yeah, I can't not remember sure. too many cautions Might've, in a race. Not too many cautions. Um, I was filming Victory Lane when Gambacorta pulled bring up.
0: What does that bring his average up to now? Uh how many races was it? Seven now? I think it's seven with top
1: Okay, let me get two it right finishes. Now.
0: It's like one, like one one
2: point one, one,
1: one. it's one one plus one plus one plus one plus two plus two plus two divided by seven. That was the wrong number. I should have hit equals first. One plus one plus <laughs> one plus one. <laughs> you can't 1. divide by zero. Plus two plus two plus two. Equals. Okay, divided by seven. One point four two eight. My, so yeah. one point four. I are good at math. 1.4 in seven weeks. And it, what did Phil guess?
2: 1.4.
1: Oh well, it was 1.3 last yes, week. Sure. Not a very hard guess. If you round so, it up, I, it's one I wasn't win per race.
2: last week.
0: You should
1: have been. I, oh. Round rounded
0: up to the nearest, you know, nearest decimal the nearest point. Yeah, 1.4. And you that's get right. you get one win per race.
1: Essentially, <laughs> yeah. He's finished first and second in seven straight weeks with four straight wins. He's not Mister June anymore. He's Mister Summer. It almost Mr. reminds Summer.
2: me of the run that uh, Tom Fern went on a few years back.
1: Uh, Tom was unbeatable.
0: Yeah, you don't get the
1: seventy-five wins without doing
0: a few of those.
1: Yeah, twelve yeah. wins in a year yeah. or something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: And Gamma Korda wasn't like a. He would win a couple races a year, but it wasn't like this before.
1: Kevin is very fast in yeah. this car, yeah, but this he's is, just hadn't he just had a rough patch this year.
0: There's a couple couple landmines there. Yeah. Not so but, great. Uh, yeah, there's a two-horse race for the championship right now.
1: Yeah, I don't even know. Was Michael Bennett even there? Didn't no, see him. No, he wasn't. He wasn't even there, was he?
0: That car was pretty toasted last week.
1: Oh, yeah, it got hurt pretty bad, yeah. didn't it? Yeah, oh, it got hurt pretty I, good. I thought he wasn't there. I didn't yeah. see him. Oh, that's unfortunate. So we'll move on to the the race that scared me the most, the SK Lights. Yeah. And it's not, I wasn't scared because they were wrecking a lot or anything. No. SK Lights, a few cautions would dampen the pace, but it was Joey Farino's night. And he broke a three or four. I heard both. I have no idea how long it actually was. Year long winless streak. I'm getting on about that long. Uh, I was genuinely concerned for his health because uh, yeah. <laughs> he looked like he was going to have a heart attack at any given moment he the the mayor
0: the the (laughs) re-election campaign trails are long on those you know so good
1: grief he scared the hell out of me
0: as a man who Uh, has that kind of body type i just gotta tell you that that is the peak of athletic
1: performance
2: i i love joey to death but buddy you gotta get some cardio or something
1: um, you know, it was fun to watch uh, Megan Fuller's reaction to him because she ran over and dumped a water bottle directly in his face. And he probably needed it because his internal temperature was probably over uh, 200 degrees. Um, I could see smoke coming off of him. I swear to God. Um, and he was trying to talk in his victory lane interview and I could see him struggling to catch his breath. I'm like, guy, I don't know what you're doing, but it's the wrong thing. You need to. Calm down, (laughs) start drinking more water, start exercise. go for some walks, eat healthier. Um, I'm not fat shaming poor Joey, I'm just saying, guy, your cardio sucks. (laughs) You gotta be in it to win it, bud. Uh, So, oh man, it was just scary. I was genuinely, genuinely concerned for the man's well-being. And that's not a joke, I'm not trying to make fun of him. I'm genuinely concerned for him. I was waiting for Phil to add something, but.
2: No, I mean, I, I know Joey had some health battles last year, but I don't know where he is. I'm glad to see him back in a car, obviously, and awesome to see him win, but that was. I was sitting here at home watching, and that was scary to watch.
1: Yeah. Oh, and yeah, we were going to walk over, and uh, I think we were going to interview Tyler Alcus because he dropped out of the race early dude that would have been great dude and my god that kid looks like he's a a
0: um 12 it's like joe dirt and a 1988 Rock z had a baby or no a care bear kinda oh, yeah.
1: yeah it looked like with, joe dirt and a care bear had a child with the with the mullet that's got the greatest mullet in the history of mankind
2: that kid does the greatest interviews too
1: that's him <laughs> greatest Oh, my God, yeah, Jesse's trying to find him, but, uh, yeah, greatest haircut ever, ever. I mean, great mullet. He was up in the stands at Waterford, and I'm like, that thing flows. Um, But, yeah, I guess he broke mechanical something. I don't know what happened, but, uh, all right, so, yeah, genuine concern for Joey Farino, but I'm very happy for him to be in victory lane again, especially, you know, he used to win quite a bit back in the day, like Chris Matthews used to, and, I know Matthew's had a tough night, but uh, it's nice to see the old guard, you want to call him. I don't know if he'll like being called old, but I'll probably agree. Uh, but, yeah, see them guys do well. All right. So, and another old guy, Bob Charlan, finished second. And uh, our buddy Alexander finished third, so he's got a podium streak going here. So, um, all right, we'll move on to the SK50. It was the senators, it was senators Cup, right? There was, like, governors and senators and mayors and all sorts of people going on. They named
2: a race after me?
1: Yeah. It was fifty laps instead of forty. First selectman's cup. First select yeah. <laughs> Town treasurer's cup. Uh it was marred by that genuinely hard crash between Michael Jarvis and Keith Rocco in turn one. If anybody'd seen that. Oh that, god, that my bones hurt just watching hair. it.
0: Yeah, that was a that was a rough one.
1: Um
2: They they finally put that car out of its misery.
1: I I'd heard that he hated that car. <laughs>
0: Well, I'd hate that car too if it was if it was being such a pain in the butt to make it run up front. Something
1: hey, I, some I heard cars it's have personality.
2: Too.
1: Hey, if I if I had to build a new car and it was that big of a pile of crap, I'd want to wreck it on purpose too. But you know, some cars just have
0: personality of their own. You know, they come off the front. None of them come off the the factory lines all the same. No matter how good your measurements are, you know. What the hell is going on? Is that I, us? I have no idea. It's not me because <laughs> I'm not touching anything. Weird. Um, anyway, Yeah, it looked like, the, it looked like Michael Jarvis uh, was following the th- uh, the 35 of Andrew Moeller going into turn one. Andrew Moeller didn't have anybody on the inside of him. Michael Jarvis did. And just came down a little too early and just caught Keith. And that was it. All she wrote, both of those cars, hard, hard.
1: Yeah, but my whole thing was, was like, damn, Keith still had a whole lane underneath him plus when they made contact. So they were just too tight. It was just, just too, yeah, too
0: early, or, or something. Yeah, something going in the corner too early. Yeah, just
2: glad to see him get out of that thing, all right.
1: Yeah, yeah, they hit a ton, as Ben Dodge would put it. Mark that on your bingo count cal- card. Can you send me that bingo card for
0: me? I want to do something for next week's show. Phil, send Jesse the bingo card. Appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Anyway, um, because he has them, I don't have them. I don't have Twitter, so yeah, I need them but um yeah Rocco hit the or Jarvis was sent backwards into the safer barrier in turn one uh Rocco was sent into the not so safer barrier uh aka the concrete head- on oh, um people were blaming Jarvis for turning down I'd I'd say it was a racing deal completely
0: oh yeah definitely you I know, mean, i, I
1: just take it take turn down earlier than Keith was expecting. Jarvis left him a lane, you know? but he turned down a little quick. Yeah. Keith had some room under it's him. It's easy to follow somebody's tire tracks tight.
0: when they're going into the corner if they
1: don't have somebody in the lane underneath them. You know, it's just a racing deal. It's one of those things. Yeah, I'd, I wouldn't really place blame on either one of them, to be honest with you.
0: No, and I'm kind of glad that Keith actually declined an interview before he said anything that was going to be, you know, hurtful to his company and whatnot. Right, he just said, gathered no, the facts. I'm good today. You got to get the facts first before he could do anything, which is a smart idea. And the teams weren't fighting you know? or anything; they were just very They didn't want to know what happened. You know, yeah, you know, it's, it's yeah, they're, they're both friends and don't want to, and and uh, you know, customer. That, that
2: would be my only concern yeah. about running a business like that.
1: What's that? Go ahead. Yeah. Ha- oh, running your-
2: that. Yeah, having your your car that you're renting out to a friend or to someone wreck you, you know.
0: Oh yeah, even if it's an accident, you know, it's just yeah one of those things that it it, it hates. Hey, uh, what do you call that? Um, what do you call that? It's like one of those occupational hazards. You know that you have to kind of just say, "Hey, that could happen." Oops. You know?
2: And there's, there's probably some people that will say, oh, it wasn't on purpose. And no, it probably wasn't on purpose. But I can also tell you that if you're behind a car, sometimes they all look the same and you don't know who's who.
0: Yeah. Or it, 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 with split-second decisions. Yeah. It's easy to say something when you slow the video down, but not when you're running yeah. at full speed.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that's just a tough break. And I got to look at that car after because I was on pit road. And I had to be the one to stick a camera in everyone's face. So I did it. And um, I held... We
2: used to live for those moments on Sid's view. Come on. Yeah, I
1: know, but, you know, it's...
2: They're fighting in the South Pits. Go.
1: I've been on both sides, (laughs) so it's kind of tough, you know? Yeah. But uh, I was holding up the camera above everybody, and they were showing my feed on the Jumbotron of the front end of the car destroyed. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a tough hit. I guess the he hit so hard it hit the engine into the damn wall. So I think that car's toast the whole thing completely. Yuck. Yeah, yeah. So bad.
2: that was my concern with that hit is where did the motor go? Did it get shoved in the footbox?
1: I think it I I was told it got pushed back and I think it bent the center, so I think the car's toast. Um so that sucks.
0: Yeah. Engine yeah, engine transmission rear end all has to be either replaced or rebuilt. Yeah, both. Magna flux, all sorts of stuff. Awful, bad deal. Awful, awful stuff. Bad deal. Uh let's see here. Dude, that uh, there was there was a twenty point differential between Todd Owen and and the twenty one of Steven Kopsick. Mm-hmm. Uh
1: not not for long though. No, because no, Copsick ended up with bad luck also later. Yeah, he had a right front tire go down. Yeah, and his night ended in the Turn 1 wall as well, yeah. but just a little further on.
0: Yeah, he was 20 points out of the lead, and now
1: Todd Owen goes, has a big, big lead now. Yeah, he rocket-shipped up completely, just straight up the points. Yeah. Um, The battle for the lead all night was intense between Ronnie Williams and Brian Arducci, And, and they the would 82. Sw- yeah, and they would swap, and Mike Christopher Jr., and they would swap it all between themselves. And then all of a sudden, uh, David Root came out of nowhere. Yeah, David Root just had raised his hand and says, "Yep, I'm 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 a
0: player too here." By the way, I'm here, here guys. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm here too. And uh, he made passes and uh, just took the lead in the later stages. And I'll tell you what, my nobody could touch him.
0: Mike Christopher really did a great job trying to play defense. The seventy five was faster and he really tried to hold him down and try to hold his momentum from coming up off the corner and everything. Mm-hmm. You could see the defensive line that he was taking. He was arcing and definitely in certain places. Try to hold him down in that bottom, but uh David was just too strong. He was and he raced like they both raced like gentlemen. Mm-hmm. So but yeah, David was really, really strong. Yeah. Very how strong. Many, how many wins is that this year for him? Three. That's
1: three, huh? Yeah. That's impressive. That's
0: five in a calendar
1: year then. David Root has three wins this year and five in the whole in calendar S- year in an SK. And you know something? Two years ago, we'd laugh at that. We're yeah. like, "Huh? No." And you but
0: know now something? it's like, "Yeah, I'm happy to see that."
2: Now you expect him to win all. Yeah. Now
0: I, I'm, I'm really happy to see that. I am not mad at that at all. I genuinely don't mind at all because that is a guy who suffered for so long,
1: so long. Really there's, paid his dues. There's something that Todd Owen actually said on. Uh, yeah. instagram um yeah it's not suffering it's learning learning is suffering i guess that's plato <laughs> okay okay plato <laughs>
0: that's it. hey todd said it <laughs> wasn't me all right you can't learn without suffering i think that's plato i'm pretty yeah. sure i think
1: it's something like that yeah it's one of
0: the one of the guy, so. early greek philosophers i think it's plato yeah it's, but yeah uh, hey todd's a smart guy but it's give true. him his credit
1: i'll give him credit you know <laughs> he's so, not wrong no he's not and he David Root would make his uh, third win of the year count. It's the Senators' Cup. It's a date, race that dates back to the at least the 70s was the last time they ran it, I think, up there before they brought it back a couple years ago. And uh, he was stoked getting out of the race car. I mean, he almost ripped the camera out of my hands. He had to remind himself not to touch the camera because he probably paid for it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, he was he was slightly pumped.
1: Yeah, he was super. It was genuine excitement.
2: No, oh, it was a heck of a genuine,
1: race. Genuine excitement. Mm-hmm. Um, Todd got his at Waterford, though, so we'll see. Yeah. Waterford. Ryan, Ryan Williams' car takes a long
0: time to get going on the restarts. Yeah, for some reason, that some thing reason, just doesn't fire off. Restart is not his friend. If you give him a few laps, he's the fastest car on a racetrack. Yeah. Easily. But, uh, yeah, from, but on a restart, it takes just a few laps just to really get the heat in or something to get everything clicking again, and... And it it kind of you know hurts it a little bit, so well hopefully it gets that figured out a little bit. But that was that was a hell of a race. Can I say?
1: Hmm. I was uh, well before we trans- transition over to Waterford. Um, I was looking at Twitter again, and I came across the tweet that said breaking news. One of the guys, Nate Gregg, who was the leader of the race at Bowman Gray when the caution flew, whose car was destroyed under that caution, was also declared the winner.
0: Was he the, was he the pitcher or the catcher in that situation? He was the catcher. He was the white car then?
1: He was the white car, 28 car. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just figured I'd let you know. Okay, cool. It's like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Good they, for him. So
2: they gave him the win how many days later?
1: I don't know. It's uh, two Monday, Saturday. Yeah, I don't know. a Few days later, at least. Uh, don't you
0: love the flagman? Oh, smashing the, the car! Smash with the, of the car with the flag with the yellow like, flag. that'll, that'll is stop him. He smashing
2: them. the car, or did he smash inside the
0: car? I no, think he, he smash inside. Smack the, smack the, the can you
1: imagine Rich Keeter doing that? That would be freaking amazing. Well, Rich would grab in there with his giant burly hand and just rip you out of it while you're still belted in. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> He'd pull the seat and all right out. I think rich is a little more easy going than that he's a big man
2: <laughs> I would I would not want to piss off rich
1: no no uh anyway we gotta move on to waterford because I went there as well and if you want to watch those races and you couldn't make it to Waterford you can actually catch them at the speedball history site I believe it's uh youtube.com speedball history if I'm not mistaken oh he's not listening oh well go look for that if you can't find it search for it it'll be there
2: he'll be mad if you screwed it up later
1: yeah, he'll, he'll let me know later uh, all right so i was at waterford film and single cam shoot uh, you should make a secondary line to
0: say okay take 2 and then and then you could <laughs> so that he could cut this out of the post and then you can put in the right one if you're <laughs> unsure of which one it is yeah but i'm not cutting my podcast so
1: i'm not going to make that
0: oh well then they well then the people who listen to the long version you know they'll be able to see behind the curtain this is
1: all the genuinely good content they really sign up for uh, but anyway, it's free. So yeah. It, by the way, the big news at Waterford this weekend was the um, what was it in the swearing in of the new general manager? I would say, uh, of of course, old podcast friend Sean Foster because he was on Traveling one of our man. he was on one of our very early episodes. Um, the dawn of a new millennial, I mean <laughs> millennium. millennium. <laughs> so yeah, I mean he took over as GM. At the Shoreline Oval, and uh, I got to talk with him a few times, and I said, "Hey, you know, you've got enough on your plate for me to start talking about stuff at the track." And I just was like, "Well, what are you doing? What are you what are you working on so far?" And he says, "Well, we're just trying to keep open lines of communication and be as forthcoming as possible and start uh, just start the process because if you ever go to that place, you know that it's making a turnaround." You know, it it was when Bruce bought the place before he got in trouble. And uh, it's been gaining some momentum in just improvement's sake. But then it kind of, you know, stalled because of obvious reasons. And Sean's kind of trying to pick up the pieces, essentially. He's trying to just get the ball rolling again and trying to get the improvements restarted in that facility. Uh, I've already seen him... Uh, selling ad space on the backstretch, which is definitely necessary. You got to sell ad space. You got to sell billboards. So I'm already seeing that happening. Days in, I think was the sponsor. Days in was the new one. Yep they they've signed on. Uh, I know he's already on the phone. You can tell. You know, you can tell he's already doing stuff. I have a question. Oh uh, yeah. When is he putting
0: in his two weeks notice? Oh, who knows?
1: <laughs> who knows? Uh, if we go by past history, it'll be about, it could be October, or it could be about May of next year, or it could be tomorrow. So it's it's kind of in the air at this point.
2: Can we hope not? No,
1: I really hope not, because it looks like things are actually kind of starting out pretty well. I'm not going to, it's one race, and it's like one one day so far. It's like we can't judge anything yet. There's way too much to be done. There's way too much on his plate. But it's already going forward. It, He's already announcing an advertising partners. That's a step forward for the place. They haven't had anything there, you know? So I mean this is it's positive. You know, you're already seeing hints of positivity starting to eke out of the beaker here. So just keep your keep your fingers crossed for the future, all right. So
2: I think I think the most important thing about Sean though is he's known mm-hmm. and he's well liked.
1: For
0: the most part. Oh, you like him. Okay.
2: Is is Sid going to come in and tell me I'm wrong?
3: Well, no, not that you're wrong, but I did, um, you know, I was there earlier in the day, and uh, most people were, you know, excited for Sean. Like you said, he's a name. Um, You know, they have concerns that there may be potential issues that the other operators under Bruce have, uh, you know, had. But we all hope that isn't the case. And then there was a, a good amount of people that were asking me about Sean because they really didn't know who he was. And I kind of talked to Brentell about this a little bit on Saturday night later on, that that kind of took me by surprise. And then I remembered, like, and a lot of these people were supporting people at the, you know, supporting division, uh, North Pit teams. And, um, you know, at least in my opinion, I always – I always found the SK drivers, there was a synergy between all three tracks. And with Thompson and the Bowl, the supporting divisions, there's a little symmetry there. You'll see the same people. But the supporting divisions of Stafford um, and the Bowl, there's no, it didn't surprise me after I thought about it that people from the North Pits at the Bowl didn't know who Foster was, even though he, I think he's, didn't he ha- doesn't he have a limited late model championship at Stafford? Yes. Yeah, yes. so he's he's a and an
1: SK there. win. Yeah, he's won right. an SK. He's
3: accomplished there for sure, and obviously he did some cool video work. So, um, anyways, I'm not trying to say you were wrong, Phil, but because I would have said the same I'm thing. I'm always wrong until I started talking to people at the track, and I was surprised how many of them, um, you know, they didn't say they never heard of him, but they didn't. They they all said they didn't know him. They had they didn't really know much about him other than he was right dude from Stafford. Yeah. Right. I just think
2: it's nobody it. has anything really bad to say about him, though, so that's definitely a good thing. Right.
3: Yeah, for sure.
2: That makes it attractive to think about.
1: But, oh, anyway, uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's good to see young people, like, I would, I would say younger, because he's kind of the younger GM crowd. I mean, Sir Luca wasn't too old either, but neither was Sean. But, like, he's more in tune with things like social media things like how to how to actually like get it to benefit the facility how to advertise differently in this era uh how to attract businesses how to promote differently than what was in the past so it's it's more of an open mind towards what's actually happening in culture now so it's it's interesting to see and I'm you know like I said this is going to be a long I get, I have to warn everybody and this is obviously going to be a very long process. It could be years before you start seeing what you really, really want. But again, there's the internet's full of idiots. So there's always going to be somebody who complains right off the bat.
3: Can I chime in one more time? Yeah. On that, on that point, Brent, there was, uh, you know, people were bringing up how he needs to put in new lights and he needs to fix the bathrooms, which, you know, (laughs) down there means replace the septic system. And, uh, you know, some people I just said, yeah, that'd be nice, and and the others that I felt more comfortable with, I just said, you know, he didn't buy the place. He's just the GM. Like he's not the GM's not coming in and replacing the septic system. Like you know, yeah. so um, I think there's a misconception of what a new GM means. Uh, people were just you know dropping capital improvements down. Like that's that's not even on Sean's plate as far as yeah, I would they don't understand.
0: know what the GM job does,
3: yeah.
0: right.
2: No,
3: know. his, his job is more that. to generate revenue. Right. Right. I, right. And I did say that to a couple. And I, listen, I, I've talked to Sean a couple of times. but not specifically about this. But if I had to guess, he's like evaluating this year. And then next year is when he's going to throw you know his, his his whole vision out. And hopefully that turns a profit. And if it does, then maybe Bruce will start throwing capital improvement. So like Brent said, you know it's probably a couple of years before we're going to see anything like that. You know. Yeah, you're not. It all successfully.
1: It's not going to be a utmost, It's not going to be an utter failure if you don't see anything in a year. You know what I mean? If it's going to be a slow process, there is so much to take into account. I mean, you're looking at a racetrack with imp, that's they started improvements, like I said, but they're incomplete, and now you've got other things to focus on like infrastructure and you've got to get people in the back gates and you've got other things that are going on that are kind of necessary to the production of a race so that's basically what he's on right now and if i had to give my two cents for next year because i know everybody's doing that right now i'd say look i think uh what we're doing with the late models and modifies right now are fine because they're established rules that a lot of places use. There's a lot of ROI for the racers. Fine. But if you want more people in the back gates, get the supporting divisions and get them to increase their numbers. And the only way you can increase numbers is doing the same thing as the SKs and the late models, having the same rules as other places, increasing your ROI. You know what I mean? Make them similar. So... Get him in the gate, incentivize him. That's all he's got on his plate right now is bringing people in, and that's a tough ask. But he's working on it. He's already started, obviously. So, anyway, it's going to take a while, folks. Give him some breathing room. And uh, don't text him about the schedule when it's posted on Facebook, by the way. Um, He didn't say that. I did. Listen, Rome wasn't built in a day, (laughs) and it wasn't destroyed in a day either. Yeah, Mitch posts the schedule on Facebook, so don't text um, Sean about the schedule and when things start, you can find that all on Facebook. You don't have to bug him for Sean, that.
0: Don't That's, text him about it, yeah, okay?
1: Because now he has people for that. It's already posted. Uh, he has Mitch does a very good job that. doing that. So just check, check your social media. Check with his <laughs> published. and if not, check the website. I'm sure they post it there too. So anyway, might as well throw some results out there because this thing's getting long. Uh, Let's see. Legends cars are up first. And uh, again, you can watch all these videos at the Speedball History site. They're up already. Um, Let's see. Brody Monaghan just trounced the field. I mean, he was so fast. (laughs) Just ran to the front in the first five laps and ran away. I mean, just gone. Completely gone. So I think that was like his third win of the year. And he pulled double duty again when the trucks came out. So because they have a truck for him as well. Uh, let's see here. Street stocks were much more well-behaved than they were last week. Uh, they
2: they didn't want to have to spend all that money again.
1: Well, there weren't a lot of cars left to spend money because they wrecked them all last week. Why? How many were they? Did they lose a few after last week? Guy, uh, this is, this is what Sean is up against. And it's every division had no more than 12 cars. That's tough. It's better than
2: most Florida
1: tracks. It It is, but for Connecticut and the surrounding areas, it's tough. So that's what he's faced with. He's got to try to get those numbers up. And you can. It's just tough to do right now because he just got there. Yes, Sid. I
3: think it was 78 cars in six divisions.
1: Was that it? Yeah. And the math on that on average is? It was seven divisions or six?
3: Yeah, hold on. Actually, hold on. Stand
1: by. Well, if it was six divisions, it was 13 cars per division. So that, ooh, yeah. I think it was six. 73
3: 73 cars over six divisions.
1: 73 divided by six is 12.1. And like I said, nobody had over 12 cars. That's tough. That's what he's up against right now is bringing cars in. And having rule parity, like I said, will help a ton in bringing that back. So that's just my two cents, and that's all I'm going to say for now. But you can't change it mid mid season because then you're gonna really no. screw stuff up, and that's just another headache you're gonna run into. And well,
0: you're you, you can, you're already long past the point of no return, because right? Because a lot of guys it. have already spent a ton of money on these new rules.
1: That's why I said next year.
0: Not even next even next year, you try to change them for next year. It's like, well, what the heck happened? Now I can't do this. Now I just bought all this stuff. Well, put it in the closet. Sorry. Yeah.
2: So Yeah, he, that was going to be my question is so late models, obviously aligned with Thompson and Seacock ACT they, late models but, or ACT. Yeah. Majority wins. I mean, that's easy. the majority of the type of late model in new England, SK lights, whatever uh, SKs, same as Stafford. But what do you do about the street stocks? Uh,
1: I think you got to look at the tracks with the highest car counts. Look at Stafford right now. They have over 25. So
2: that, I mean that, that would be my, personal choice is aligned with Stafford on that.
1: But and they Stafford is exactly what we were two years ago.
0: Well, what do you do with the front jack and bolts? Well, it sucks to be you. Well, cut them out. Cut them No, on. what I was
2: going to say is... <laughs> they have and I'm the talking open because I have stocks. them. They have the open street stocks there. Why don't you run the open street stocks once a month, but use the limited late model rules from Stafford because they're so damn close at this point. It's and might just well. evolved evolve the thompson waterford car that just a little bit more to that point and be done with it and you have a common rule book for that car now people when thompson eventually closes because the ownership doesn't care about it jonathan uh yes not donald jonathan but those people aren't left without cars or with cars what they can't do anything with and stuff like that like we got to start thinking about that stuff because I feel like the writing's on the wall for Thompson, unfortunately.
1: We could make our own complete special episode about rule packages and stuff, but I think, oh, yeah. uh, I think we'll save that for another day, especially towards the end of the year. We can make a, a whole episode when there's no racing about uh, our wants, wishes, and desires about what rules packages we should see. Could we Why don't we, don't we schedule someday? that? We should I, schedule I that. Could
2: make, I could make that real short. The reason DIRT is so successful is this five different divisions of race cars across the entire country.
1: I yeah, mean, and they all share the same rules.
2: <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's that's why it's so successful. A dirt-late model in Florida is a dirt-late model in Washington. Like, it doesn't matter.
1: Have you seen British. how much... Sorry, Street Stocks. We're going to push you off to the side here for a minute because we're going on in the side. Have you oh, seen how much the sprint car races are getting paid lately? Holy crap, Asphalt. You are behind by a good 30 years. Because... I think
2: the... The highest asphalt race I've heard of lately is like, I think 75 grand.
1: Where the hell is that?
2: I don't remember where it was. I heard a late model race. Maybe it was the old. they were trying to do a Jukasa before that place closed oh yeah um, that yeah that
1: there was closed, one down so. south
0: though wasn't there wasn't there a super late model race down south of like the all America 400 or something uh, they don't pay that much the no. red
1: bud the all-american the snowball they don't pay more than like 25 no, i know there eight.
0: was a, there was a big race at yeah, some point the,
2: but. The, the biggest super late model race in the southeast is the Bigley memorial 128 at 417
1: it is now how much are they paying now
2: Thirty-five grand. It's yeah, that's the biggest one right now. Dollars <laughs> to get fast time. Thirty-five hundred dollars for pole.
1: Yeah, the Bigley Memorial has just become like the highest-paying super late. That's the, race the one in I was country. thinking of.
0: That's the one I was yeah. thinking of. Yeah.
1: And Bigley. in like really short order, too, like three years. <laughs>
2: yeah, it, it's a new race, and it is an outstanding race because you can run side by side there.
1: At four seventeen.
2: Oh yeah. They oh spray yeah. the Outside, it's outstanding.
1: Oh well, if they do it, they do it right. So, yeah, that's okay, look out for that race. That one's growing very fast. But still, when you're watching um, a week's worth of sprint car racing at Eldora and every race is $150,000 to win, it's like, what the hell are we doing wrong in asphalt racing?
2: Here's going to be a really good example of this. Check out the car counts at at North Wilkesboro coming up in August for asphalt and then go back and look at the similar divisions for, for comparison in dirt. And I guarantee you the dirt car counts is going to be double.
1: Maybe even triple.
2: I think they capped them at some point, but I don't think they're going to f- fill capacity for asphalt. I think they will for dirt.
1: You know, what's funny is we're talking about this and there's a dirt race that just got a bunch of controversy. That's very, very, um, famous. And that is, uh, oh, what the hell was I talking? It was, uh, where Kyle Larson said he wasn't going to run, um, um. Oh, that's the chili bowl. The chili bowl because there's no purse and it's kind of insulting to the racers. So he didn't want to be a part of it or something. Yeah, he said he's not going to run the chili bowl anymore because the purse is like way too low for what these guys are doing. Well, he
2: did start his own uh, series or championship, something or other, too. So
1: yeah, I mean, it's what, 10 grand to win the chili bowl? That's peanuts for a dirt race. That's it? It's peanuts for a dirt race, especially one of that caliber.
2: Yeah.
1: Ten grand is nothing to them. Especially
2: for all you go through and all the strain on your equipment all week.
0: Mm, yeah. Winter, the winner breaks even if he's lucky. Probably not. Yeah, if you're lucky.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, like I said, we're watching sprint cars racing for a hundred plus thousand dollars at Eldora for a week straight. With the Kings Royal and the big one and all these other ones, the Dream, yeah, and all that stuff. Even the, they had dirt late models there for a million damn dollars this year, and then they ran another race like the day after was it the the Dream or something. That was 175 grand or something like that. Big big money, and it's like 10 grand for the Chili Bowl. You must be joking.
2: I, I am kind of excited though that that production companies that are putting on some of these bigger events like the Bristol Dirt Nationals was put on by Race XR. They're the same people that are doing North Pro. So now they're getting asphalt mixed in with the dirt people because XR Nobody. is just a dirt program. Right. So I'm hoping that having dirt promoters start getting into doing asphalt races, maybe some of those prices will start coming up. Not everywhere, but you know what I mean?
1: Again, it, it harkens back to my rules thing where I said, you know, it's got to have more. The, the same stuff instead of being spread out all over the place they have to have similar rule sets anyway yeah. we're kind of short the the bowl street stocks here they've been waiting for like 20 minutes for us to shut up sorry, uh, man, sorry. not sorry after you, you know what you made us sit to uh curfew last week so you can sit a little longer this week for your results so <laughs> screw you you jerks all right so I race with these guys. I better not piss them off too much.
2: Just tell us the top three, and we'll, let's move on.
1: Nah, I'm going to tell you. A few minor cautions late. Again, you can watch these videos. They're out right now. Uh, a, few more, a few minor cautions late would really jumble the field up, As Sean Gadeke had the field covered until 6 to go. Then Aaron Plemons took the lead on a restart and held on for two more restarts. And then on the last lap, Brian Norman was able to poke a nose underneath and steal the win away at the last minute. It was a really good Aww. finish. It was actually a really good race, and uh, Norman was super stoked. That car got wrecked last week.
2: How long has Brian been racing? Because I, again, came into the Speed Bowl in twenty twelve. I only know Bo. I didn't really know Brian at all.
1: Not really that long. I mean, he had a really? he had a Super X car, and okay. I think he did okay in. And then he had a late model which I don't think they could really afford so they got rid of it pretty quick. And then he had a truck which I think they also got rid of cuz I think his wife got sick and he I think he literally donated his wife a kidney so he was out of racing for like a year plus.
2: Oh really? That's why he yeah. was gone last. I think it was last year he wasn't racing, right?
1: Yeah. I think that was public knowledge. I'm not sure if I should say that or not, but I probably was. Um anyway. Oops.
3: I think it was 2 years.
1: Was it 2 years? Two years? Oh.
3: Um well and don't forget the track was closed in twenty nineteen too, so Right. He, <clears throat> yeah, he, he, he had a little he had a few seasons in between, but even even with that he hasn't really raced a whole heck of a lot.
1: No. He's he's kind he's, of good.
3: Pretty good shoe.
1: Yeah, he had a he also got a street stock again and uh he was dabbling in that a little bit. And uh then he got this car which I think Bo owns. And Bo put him in the car, and um, this car is fast. Like these guys know what they're doing, and uh, this thing is a rocket ship. And it Bo's was a, always
2: had fast cars. Yeah,
1: he's always had good stuff. And Bo's a good dude. And I see him. He in, does a lot
2: with a little too.
1: Yeah, I see him around Westbrook all the time because I'm always delivering the mail and stuff, and seeing him in his dump truck. And uh, I see Ray Christian in his freaking dump truck too. He honks at me while I'm getting gas.
2: Run him off the road. <laughs>
1: goodbye CDL no it's uh, yeah so that was a great race it was a, again kind of tough car counts because everybody got wrecked and stuff like that but it was a good finish it was fun to watch um, let's see here truck race Ed Ryan took the lead on the outside after two early restarts and absolutely just ran away from the competition I think this race was fairly clean Uh, not a heck of a lot happened again it was one of them short fields uh, again if you want to see everything Go watch it. I tried to film as much action as possible.
2: How, how did Brody end up doing? I'm actually curious about that. Because watching him hmm. in his first truck start, I was actually kind of impressed.
1: He did all right. He and Emma are really coming along really well. Like, they're figuring it out pretty quick.
2: Well, they got good teachers.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're figuring it out. But uh, I know he's used to the Legends car, and he's yeah. uh, absolutely he, figured that out quickly. And now he's got this big, heavy truck that's top-heavy, and it's a lot different. So... The learning curve's a little steeper. He's
2: move around quite a bit more, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, it's a little steeper learning curve. Uh, Let's see here. Let's go to the... I think I missed one. Yep, I missed one. I missed the late model race in my notes. That was genius.
2: Oh, can we start with the heat race?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Oh, great. So we had like a 20-minute red flag because uh, I think there was an incident on the backstretch between Paul... I think it was Newcomb... In the 7 car. and uh,
2: Is it Paul or is it his kid?
1: No, his kid usually runs like the 22 or something. Oh, okay. Paul usually runs a 7. Uh, I think he squeezed or got squeezed or something happened. I didn't really see it happen, but uh, he's Keith You got uh, squeezed in the backstretch wall. And anybody who knows Waterford knows if you get squeezed in the backstretch wall, you might end up on your roof. Yeah, and it's, that's high <laughs> likelihood. Yeah, a lot of cars have done it. A lot of them. Especially with recently. This, yeah, recently, especially with the concrete. It's happened we've, a lot.
2: I think it's we've had four in the past two it's years weird. up on their side, at least. Oh, yeah. there's
1: more than that. I mean, was shit. it more? Well, actually, you know what? I'm thinking of something else. So, yeah, I think you're probably right. Let's just go with that. Um, I was thinking a little further back in time and it's probably not pertinent. So, but yeah, he got squeezed in a wall and he was, yep, up on his side, sliding on some of his roof, two wheels, you know, then kind of pancaked against the wall on his side, couldn't get out of the car. So Cohanzi took all safety precautions and made sure they were standing there, called in heavy rescue to make sure that they could get him out and stabilize the car, make sure that uh, there was no real problems. Took them a few minutes to get there. So we were under red for a good 15 plus minutes. I had my phone out and I was watching the race up at New Hampshire for the tour. So I was well entertained while they sat there and waited. Um, but yeah, he got out and he was all right in the heat race. So, um, I don't remember much happening in the late model race. Also, I think that one was fairly clean as well. It might've been one restart.
2: Did he happen to make it out for the feature? No. Or did they park it for the night? I I didn't know how hard he hit. I saw mm. some pictures and it didn't look terribly bad from just you know, like he climbed up on the wall, and that was it, but I didn't know how bad it really
1: was. Yeah, but when you get a car up on its side or even most of the way upside down, the oil is going to drain out of everything. So Once you, you got put to, it back on
2: the yeah, wheels, Yeah, Earnhardt too. said send it.
1: Yeah, but that, he didn't Which, stay on his roof for a while. He kind of just kind of rolled his wheels, his, his wheels and kept going. If you're on your roof or kind of cockeyed like he was – like I said, you could drain all the oil down through the engine, and it might starve itself or flood well, the cylinders. You, or Once you put a car a on mess. its
0: wheels, I don't care how soft you try to do it, usually it blows the shocks out.
1: No, they did it. They've, they've perfected it now. I mean, they put that thing down like a pillow. I mean, it was just kind of real slow. They've had enough and, practice. Yep. It's, it's a lot better than it used to be. It wasn't moosed out and getting flipped over in 2004 or five, Yeah where Not he like here, rolled on his lid ago, and they just shoved the thing over and blew all the shock mounts out of it and shocks and stuff.
2: We had a, a pure stock get stuck up on the, the wall at Citrus a couple weeks ago, and they literally just hooked a tow truck to it and dragged it off the walls. <laughs> it yeah, slammed see, back down on the track. At
1: Waterford, they would have hooked like Special Ed would have hooked one side and they would have took the other truck and hooked the other side and they would have lifted it up off the wall and used the winches to stabilize it and then driven the trucks out and planted it back on the ground, re-hooked it and taken off.
2: Oh, you mean a, a competent wrecker crew.
1: Yes, that's what they are. Gotcha. That's why these cars aren't getting destroyed by the wrecker crew. They're getting destroyed by wrecks. So they did a nice job of bringing that car back and he actually praised the crew to not you know, hurt the car when he when they flipped it back over, so it minimized damage. Um, But I know that uh, Ryan Morgan was the class of the field. Uh, Ray Christian got free at some point and uh, started tracking him down. And uh, he was catching him, and then there was a late – yes, there was a late caution now that I think about it. And um, they bunched the field up. Christian didn't get going on the start. It bunched the field up a little bit. Um, Palmer got there. And uh, I believe wasn't just didn't have enough, and I'm pretty certain that uh, Ryan Morgan was able to hang on to win. So didn't you say
2: this was gonna
1: Producer Junior has entered the studio. Th-
2: didn't
1: you say hang on a second. I lost my notes that. as if I was using them anyway. Said it was gonna be All right. One. So but SKs. Be- yeah. This was interesting. All right. Boy, get out of here. We're done. We're, I, I we're, don't know, bud. We're, film, we're still, we yeah, We're still recording. Producer Junior's yeah. trying to crack the whip on time here. Yeah, I know we're long, but we don't need him telling us that. <laughs> uh, hey, the
2: kid just wants to go to bed at a reasonable time.
1: He can go to bed then. What's stopping him? <laughs> uh, whatever. Anyway, uh, SK is pretty sure this thing went... Green to check it as well, because Dana DiMatteo made a bold move on Andrew Muller on the outside. Or maybe you know he did on the inside and like washed him up a little bit and took the lead and just ran away. Like I said, that was the f- the theme of the racing this weekend was just guys taking it and running away. However, not so fast. Not so fast, because in tech, uh, after the race, Todd Owen was handed the win because of a ride height violation by DiMatteo. So his first SK win ever uh, isn't. So he's right back to square blop, one. Blop. Yep. And I really can't stand the fans who are like, why didn't they tell him Like at the racetrack? Why didn't they announce it? It's like, because it really doesn't matter. <laughs> the damage is already done. The person who technically won can't celebrate anyway. And, um,. The he, tech inspection he, staff is busy, so you. Not like it was to be Todd st- Owen's first win at water for You let's be real. Yeah, come on. And he's anyway, won, he's won. Pardon. And at any rate, Stafford doesn't announce penalties until Tuesday. So I mean, what do you expect? Yeah, um, give me a break. Leave anyway, them alone. They did the right thing. Who cares? Yeah, tech tech did their job. That's all that matters. So yeah, as
2: long as tech did their job for once.
1: Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's as long as they did their job, that's all that matters. So did anybody watch the <laughs> NASCAR Whelen Modified Tour race? Yes. Oh boy. I did. Now I, this, I
2: watched the last corner and that's really all I needed. That's to all see. you
1: really needed to watch because this race was actually kind of weird because I was it watching was Donnie so Leo. I was watching Donnie Leo lead the race and I think he had Goodale behind him or something. Yeah. But like there was nobody Dude. around him. You watch these races, and they're usually draft fests, and guys are it bombing so each other. It was so weird. Listen,
0: but I mean. There was, like, nobody drafting. He had a, Those two guys had a seven-second lead with 35 to go and extending it. It was crazy. And then Leo actually gained a second, almost a second lead before the yellow would come out with 18 to go.
1: Yeah, because he had a restart and then kept going. I mean, yeah. how
0: did they get so much separation? Are they running plates on these cars? Are I they? Don't, I don't know. I don't know. Are they... Did is it the handles? Is is there a rules change? Is there? Uh, They're probably
2: still a able bobble? to uh, take advantage of what was left of the PJ one on the track. There wasn't is,
1: really much of any, I don't think. Is there? They were,
2: they were talking about there was enough there that they could get some grip. Not maybe not the tour guys, but hmm. uh, they were talking about it in the Locust race. Yeah, but it but was weird.
0: Usually they they drafted, and if anything, yeah, PJ one wouldn't that tighten the field up? You'd think so, but uh... you would think that that would no.
2: It it had separated the field because they had two distinct grooves. You mm-hmm. could run the top and run
0: the bottom.
1: Well, why does that work in NASCAR? I mean, you would think that the draft would <laughs> matter cup. more because that's usually how the tour raced at New Hampshire. Is usually, they had the, the cup guys, yeah. the
0: cup guys, put the PJ one on the track to tighten everything up. Yeah, no, I mean, for,
2: for whatever right. reason, the, the the modified races just haven't been that great since they started doing the PJ one stuff.
1: Well, the ending was pretty damn great this Maybe time. Like indie cars. I think they're actually well, they, going to stop doing the PJ one at uh, New Hampshire, from what I'm told. Thank God. So they,
2: they didn't use it this weekend at all.
1: No, and they had great races at, at, anyway. So, yeah. um, Anthony Nocella won the NASCAR Whelen Modified Tour race. In wild fashion, after leaders Patrick Emmerling and Eric Goodale made contact while racing to the checkered flag and crash, Kyle Bonsignor had to lift. Nocella did not, made a move to the bottom uh, and to the left without lifting. That was just such a weird finish. He went from fourth to first on the last corner.
0: Because the 58 of Goodale didn't block down the back straightaway. I think he was trying the old rope-a-dope where he was going to let the let the 07 wash up the track or and he was dive af-
1: underneath them. Or he was afraid of like getting dive bombed and wrecked. And he so, just wanted to try to make another try on him or something. So maybe it was a smart safe move. But I'll knows. tell you
0: what, if if the O
2: seven this is good ale there's no such thing as smart and safe.
1: Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. If if Patrick Emmerling didn't block, he would have won the race. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Uh-huh. Bad move So of, it was weird. Bad move of the race goes to Patrick Emmerling, who made an unnecessary block on Good Ale and ended up wreck uh, wrecked, I'm sorry. Uh, Goodale made a move to the inside coming to the flag, but did not have the momentum to make the pass by the line. Emerling closed it off and made contact with Goodale's right front, upsetting Emerling's car, and they all went crashing down the straight as Nocella and Bonsignor got by. Yeah, so if I was a spotter, I'd probably have been like, he can't pass you, just let him go. <laughs> you'll win this thing if you keep straight. You know what I mean? Yeah, hold your line, yeah, hold, hold, your line. line. <laughs> hold your line, hold your line, hold your line. line.
0: The of God, hold it straight.
1: Hold it straight and you'll win, stupid.
0: <laughs> he can't get you. He can't get you. He can't get you.
2: And then he said in his interview after the after the race that he got wrecked.
1: Well, he turned across to Goodale's nose, and there's no way you can convince me otherwise. Well, he uh, turned left 100%. into Goodale's car. Usually, <laughs> yeah. Goodale's the one who's kind of crashing, guys. But uh, this was not his fault at all. Yeah,
2: yeah, no. Goodale's been pretty good, and I think he's in the points this year, which is also probably why he's not being as aggressive.
1: Yeah, lately he's been all right. Um, he's got a fast car too. I mean, by the, by the way, it was Anthony Nocella's first NASCAR Whalen Modified Tour win. That's Obviously, right. he's, also, won, he's won tour-type races all over, but he's this is his first NASCAR win.
2: That was with an 18-degree motor, which is kind of a disadvantage compared to the spec motors, too, which is kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was fourth. Let's be honest, he had to take advantage of the draft, and when these guys are wrecking, you don't have to lift. For
2: the technically they, not they, they gifted, what's a to, knife
0: sorry sorry i was going to ask you a question phil so for the people that are technically not gifted what is an 18 degree motor yeah just the valve angle the valve angle okay
1: it's so the, the angle valve. where the intake uh, where the head bolts to the engine that's the angle of where the uh intake valves are and it it, de- it deals with the intake plenum angle and runner length and all yeah. sorts of stuff so yeah um, it's
2: just an an older motor, outdated motor compared to the newer stuff.
1: There you go. All cool. right.
2: But they 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 had posted on uh, someone I forget who posted on Facebook that they they were bringing an eighteen degree motor, and I was like, oh, a knife to a gunfight. But, well, if they uh, blow it up, they will hurt a pretty, nothing. It, it was a pretty sharp knife.
1: I guess so. Um, knives can go through bulletproof vests. So unless you have yes. a unless you have a sappy plate on it, it then broke really the breastplate. Yeah, you can't, right in their little tiny heart, you're not going to get through the plate, but you'll get through Kevlar. Um, I do.
2: I do wonder if that was the race worker's car or not.
1: No, that was the LFR car. Was it? Okay. Yeah, I think that's all they got now. Um, I do. We can go buzz through the national stuff real quick to finish this damn thing off. I took some actual detailed notes because I was watching the Xfinity race on the treadmill this morning. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Early on, Justin Allgaier drove into Julia Landauer and wrecked her, and hurt his own car in the process.
0: Whoops. Didn't didn't hurt it hard, but you know what? It's kind of funny that uh, I saw. Usually, Jeff Burton is Mister Milk Toast and doesn't take a side on anything because he's part of the Drivers Council, mm-hmm. and and as a representative of the Drivers Council, he's always pro pro driver. And usually, the PC move would be to, I would think, defend Julia Landauer. But this wasn't the case. He probably wants to protect the guy that's been around for a long time. However, that being said, so that's why I thought it funny when he defended Allgaier
1: on it because... It was she, his damn fault. She didn't come down. And there's nothing saying that she has to drive up a specific amount if somebody's underneath her. That's a dumb concept. She had nowhere else to go. and they She th- kept the- a safe line where Did she he, had a nice, decent Jeff gap Burton to the wall. Jeff Burton said that she went,
0: she went down on him. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, if don't this, say that too loud. If this was 19, <laughs> six, if this was 1955 <laughs> or something like that, Jeff Burton's probably suddenly, you know, that that she went down on him like a queen on prom night.
3: not cool. You're going to get us into trouble again. You are one him.
0: You can't say that, Jeff Burton. That's mm. not right. I mean, she didn't do anything wrong.
1: No. Like I said, these guys are acting like there's a specific distance you have to go up and drive towards. Oh, you didn't expect her to drive that far off the wall. It's like, dude, she's not that far off the wall. She's running a safe line to keep herself in the racetrack, give them a lane to the bottom and not get close to the wall because she doesn't want to damage. Her I really
0: think there's a NASCAR mafia, you know, there genuinely has that to be don't do well with outsiders. I mean, it's it, it, the wreck that she was in after was definitely her fault. Yeah, she she owned that one. She owned that one. She went in in the middle where no business being in the middle four wide, get out of the it. Team, but
2: the team parked her after that too.
0: Yeah,
1: well the car was junk too. So yeah, right front was done. Right front had fallen off of it. Yeah, so like the upper was gone.
0: Well, I, but I would really like to see Slapshoes Shoes do a video or something on YouTube about the YouTube about the NASCAR mafia. How they handled outsiders since, like, Tim Richmond and Jeff Bodine and, uh, and the goat Ricky Carmichael and Travis Pastrana and Robbie Gordon and Danica Patrick and, the and this lady and, and Shauna Robs and and just the on and on and on with some outsiders. And, and, oh, and Haley Egan By the way. Um, it just goes on and on. I mean, it doesn't take Danica a lot to wreck her, so I don't know why they went after her so hard.
1: By the way, um, Landauer was also part of that. Remember early on in this season, we were talking about the Bush um, beer women's racing sponsorship? Yeah. Did you just see Bush logos on her car? No. Nope. I didn't either. Maybe very small ones. Nope, there weren't any. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Ty Gibbs had a strong car in the first few stages, leading laps being up front. Uh, Noah Grakes and Daniel Hemrick came together to close stage one. and uh, Nobody got wrecked, but Hemrick wasn't happy.
0: Hemric lit the Noah fuse. That's going to go off sometime <laughs> yeah. later this year.
1: Uh, Gibbs started running into handling and brake issues. He had a mechanical failure. I think a shock broke or something. He lost like four laps fixing it. Doesn't really matter. He's won a bunch of races already this year. I
0: found something good in there.
1: Um. Anyway, uh, let's see. Giving the lead to William Byron. By the way, I think William Byron just won the Slinger Nationals in the Super Late Model, didn't he?
0: Yes.
1: Yeah, his reign of Super Late Model terror continues. Um, so Hemrick got inside of Gregson and spun him coming to the end of stage two. Uh, Landon castle was fast all day, but particularly the second half of the race on Uh restart past halfway. Byron lost a, a right front. And then Dan- a couple laps later, Daniel Hemrick lost a left rear and hit the wall hard. Uh big wreck when Josh Berry spun and cl- or got spun or whatever the hell happened there. Whoever, whoever well, he, you're a fan of is your, what you're going to say happened.
0: So, well. I think he came, he diamonded the track and came down while the door was open. The guy was, had a little bit more than a nose on him. Yeah, he just poked it Um, in there. I think it was Sheldon
1: Creed who poked a nose in there. Yeah, he he closed it
0: on him and got spun out. I mean, the gap was there and then it wasn't. So, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, what do you
1: expect? And then. Jeb
0: Burton almost gets
1: decapitated after hitting Ryan Sieg. (laughs) Yeah, that collected Myatt Snyder, Ryan Sieg, Jeb Burton, who absolutely destroyed everyone running into the back of him.
0: That's another hard hit for Ryan Sieg. Yeah, and uh,
1: Riley Herbst was in that one. Um, That was a big hit, a lot of wrecks, a lot of wrecked equipment. You know, New Hampshire's good for that every once in a while, having a giant wreck. You know, they really are. They're really Usually good for once, modified once in a while. they're just there's a giant wreck, which is weird. It's not exactly a narrow surface. Yeah, but coming off a of two, it's a little blind, right? Yeah, so you can't really see past where the apex the two is. Yeah,
0: there's that big infield wall. Yeah, that's a little difficult. Three and
1: four, there's no wall there, right? Because you're going fun over wall the tunnel. To stand next to. Oh yeah, it's great, but when you're on the track, it's a little blind. So, um, anyway. Uh, Allgaier and his team continued to work on his car that he damaged earlier, and he rebounded to get back up front, took the lead, grabbed the win back from the jaws of failure. Landon Castle had a third-place finish, but that was taken away by another ride-height violation. Also, I believe Noah Gregson was uh, DQ'd for the same thing, but just on a different part of his car, um, which marked the first time that NASCAR had ever had multiple DQs in one event. I believe, ever. Uh, So that was interesting. Cup race at New Hampshire. Now, let me buzz through this real quick again. We're closing it on the two-hour mark again. Uh, I didn't really get to watch it, so let me just see if I can sum it up kind of ignorantly. Ready? Kyle Busch spun out twice on his own. There were a few wrecks with people who weren't going to win anyway. Brad Keselowski and Austin Dillon did their best Bowman Gray impression, and uh, Christopher Bell struck fear in the hearts of playoff teams by being the 14th different winner so far this year. So, with the possibility of there being more than sixteen winners now in hand, uh, I can't wait for the win and you're in to completely fail and have to come down to regular season points anyway. <laughs> Did I sum it up?
0: <laughs> That's pretty good. I, I I like that. I I, I dig it, and I kind of I always like when NASCAR gets embarrassed with these stupid <laughs> rule
1: with these I,
2: I can't wait for rule changes. Just kept op- opening it up. What are they going to do next year? Twenty racers.
1: <laughs> Why don't they, you know what I have a great idea there was this thing back in the day it was called points and you'd get Next them for year, where you finished and the at the end of the year 40. yeah at the end of the year they compile all these things called points and at the end of the year who has the most is the champion it's an and interesting concept
0: and sometimes they actually get really really
1: close yeah sometimes they're really close
0: sports
2: entertainment
1: yes i know thank you we're trying not to talk about it. i don't know It'll who the drop i don't know who the wwe personality was this week as the grand marshal because I it seems to be every... probably
2: like sheamus or something
1: now he was already a couple weeks ago and i don't even know oh. who he is i just know he's probably got red hair let me guess this well, is vince mcmahon's idea him, right because they're close something to
2: boston and they gotta play
0: on the axe head. Something, yeah, yeah, with Boston and and, and yeah, they have a bunch of redheaded Irish Uh, people. Irish people, Mm -hmm. Irish people in overalls. Irish people in
1: overalls. I'm
2: surprised they didn't play that terrible segment again of of the drivers trying to pronounce names from Massachusetts. Well,
1: Fox wasn't in charge of the broadcast, so it's all good. Uh, Thank God, man. Bring back the Undertaker. He got the coffin. Why is it
0: (laughs) that was fun? Yeah. Why is it Dorchester and not Worcester? Well, what did Worc- W with yeah. they switched the W district. and
1: D. Worcester is not Worcester but Dorchester is Dorster or not Dorster. It's yeah, like, why is it Dorster? The problem here? What the hell's wrong with you people? Phil, what's wrong with you people? I don't know. You're from Massachusetts. Our dad was from Massachusetts. I I
2: identify as a Floridian. <laughs> Okay, fair.
1: All right, this thing's too long in a tooth. I don't think F1 <laughs> raced anyway, and I didn't care to watch if they did.
3: IndyCar
0: was IndyCar on Peacock. On Peacock, which it didn't, I didn't
1: watch it. I didn't watch it either. I'm I don't not subscribe. getting
0: another. I don't care if it's five dollars a month. I'm not spending $5 a month for this and Paramount and Discovery Plus and Patreon and another Patreon and Compound Media and this and that and YouTube. I'm getting nickel and dime to death. I can't keep up with it. I can't do it. You guys already
2: save money by getting rid of
0: cable and I'm not getting it. I used to Uh, not. I I... I used to get it on my I used to get it on my satellite dish. Okay. I'm not asking for it for free. I'm not asking for it for free.
1: I just want to pay for one thing
0: and watch I it. I want to pay for. It. I had. I had.
1: Boy, enough.
0: I had Dish Network or whatever, and it was on there, and you sold through the advertisement. and I paid my hundred dollars a month or whatever, and life was good. And now you ask me to pay extra, pound, extra, pound, extra. No, I gotta draw the line somewhere. I'm getting nickel and dimed to death. Yeah. Oh, and serious Network that costs a million
1: dollars. I don't have serious, serious is terrible. If I wanted to listen to muffled radio, I'd just listen to AM radio.
3: I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore!
1: (laughs) Sirius really is
2: bad. I had it for all of the two weeks that I've had my new truck. They're awful. uh, I
1: have Spotify Premium. Trust me, it's fine.
2: In the flatlands of Florida, I lose signal.
1: (laughs) Yeah, open skies. Yep. Anyway. All right, this is too long. we got to end it now. All right, so you can find this podcast on every major podcast platform. You can find it on Instagram at Making MakingLapsePodcast, Facebook.com slash dot YouTube.com slash SIDSView. You can find uh, – oh, you, actually, you know what? You can send us some feedback if you'd like to, podcast at gmail.com. You can also send us a voicemail to anchor.fm slash laps. You can find me on Instagram. Boy, shut that camera off because it's feedbacking. All right, so you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. At Brent Gleason Zero One. You can find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash Brent Gleason. You can find Phil at, at
2: PJ's Racing on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube.
1: You can't find Jesse anywhere except here. All right, someone get the kid off the board. <laughs> Jess, you're supposed to be on this thing. That's enough. Do not click. This is how it always falls apart. Somebody without supervision. All right, boy, how do we end the show?
2: Keep the dirt side down, stay on fence. Thank you for listening, Oh,
1: he's back to that again. All right, thank you all for listening. I appreciate it.